Hey, it's Joey Salvia setting you up for a road trip on Opie Radio. On the road again. Opie Radio's on the road again. Greg, Carl, and Robert's on their way to Brother Wee's. Opie Radio's on the road again. It's pork roll. It's, it's Taylor Ham. Come on, Opie. You don't come to New Jersey, northern New Jersey, and start sprouting about pork roll. Come on, bro. I got in-laws from Philly, and down there it's pork roll. What do you, what do you got for me anyway? Sam? You know, well, I have a nice Taylor ham and egg cheese sandwich on a roll. Chef, uh, I, yes. I defer to you, sir. What do you call the tasty New Jersey breakfast meat? Uh, that's the Taylor ham. Wait, you're a Taylor Ham guy? Yes, because I'm I'm on TV. What I say fucking goes, bitch. <laughs> I I kind of like where he's coming from, so that that will also be my second reason because he just pulled I'm Rick James, bitch. We we have just begun, and I I already have hiccups. Uh, who are you, by the way? I am Matty Rock. I just do stuff, promotions, yeah. uh, New Jersey staple. I'm uh, I'm basically Chef's Padawan right now. He's teaching me. Everything I need to know about ruizing properly. So he came up to me, says, I really want to learn how to ruiz. I said, get in a car. Get in the car. And now it's like, well, actually, let's get in your car. Right, right, (laughs) right, right. Because he's got a bigger car. But, uh, yeah, so I'm teaching him the, the, the ropes. And he, and he brought me a pork roll for the big road trip. I don't, I don't even know what that means. It's, I don't it's think Taylor he's going to give it to you. He's a it's, big it's boy. Wait, he's walking away from me. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Go to Starbucks. It's, I'm going to give it to this homeless guy. Sir, what is it? It's Taylor. Damn. Are we picking up little Lightfoot? We're picking up Lightfoot here? Uh, yeah, we're picking up Smallfoot. I guess it's time to tell everybody that it's time once again for the Open Radio Podcast. We start in uh, Glen Rock, New Jersey, and we're on our way to Rochester. We're doing a little road trip today to go see my mentor, Brother Weeze. Do you know the, the girl that does the show? She's off tomorrow. What the? Oh, you Aww. like her, too. What is wrong with it? We, we couldn't schedule this better? Are you ready to cause some shenanigans in a local Starbucks? Yes, I am. Because I believe it's time for local shenanigans. Morning, everyone. Good morning. Robert. Smallfoot. We have begun. How are you? Is that all you packing? <coughs> what, are you going to wear the same thing all week? I get the bag right here. You seem a little judgmental, too. Is that part of the Ruizing code? Oh, uh, we can't see you. You're oh, my God, I'm fogged up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fogged up. You're hiding. <laughs> You're You're on. On. By the way, I forgot the foot pedal. Shit. Why? Because I want Robert to drive today. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that, was, that was a short trip. I brought a phone book, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Look at this. This is nice. Why don't you sit It's beautiful. What do you mean sit? What, don't We have to hit the road. We just took off in this whole Starbucks. Everyone's looking at us. Pumpkin spice latte sucks. Oh, I agree. Except when I'm a blonde girl on Thursdays because I need the money. But no, there'll be no pumpkin. Pumpkin spice latte is... Way overrated. Just calm down. Why? You, you're not from this town. We could fucking rock this. No, place. but I'm from the state. I'm gonna be killed. That's it's all right. I had a good run. Maddie's giant though. You're over five. Yeah, no one's fucking with Maddie. Look how nice to right here. Take a bite uh, of my pork roll huh? sandwich. No, no, just stop. No, it's Taylor, Taylor Ham. Robert, is it Taylor Ham or pork roll? Oh, it's Taylor Ham. Thank you, kind <laughs> sir. This is a knowledgeable human being. Well done. Well done. <laughs> uh, I need a coffee. Know. Where are you well? Um, I'm good. I had before. Wow. Rather some good pork roll. No, no. Come on, man. Party foul. 
It's Taylor Ham. Come on, man. Don't hurt us. What do you want for coffee? I'll go get it. Anything. Let's hit the road. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pause this thing. Okay. So we're going to Rochester to see Brother Weeze, my mentor. Carl the Cuban is on the uh, on the trip today, and Robert. And are you coming with us? No. Uh, Maddie Rock stays home. <laughs> Maddie Rock staying home. All right. So we're gonna pause this thing. Joey's gonna do something. I don't know what. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, continue. And then we'll start our road trip. Where are we going? Rochester. Oh, I said that. Jesus okay. Christ. All right. We'll be back. Well, this is an easy one, Greg. I wish I was on the road with you guys. Sounds like it's going to be a hell of a time. Let's do a call at 888-505-OPI. OPI, Hutch from Rhode Island. Been following you since you were in Boston, ONA. Think you're a great, great radio personality, man. Love the new podcast. Love the fact that you've uh, moved on. Carl, I think you rock. Joey, love you as well. And even Mike, man. Love Mike. Stay safe when you're out there policing, brother. The podcast rocks. Can't wait. Had a chance to meet you when you were in Philadelphia, as I now live in PA, at the Helium Club. And I can't wait. I got a picture with you, picture with Sarad. Was hoping to get one with Vic and Carl. But hope you guys come down to PA again in Philly at Helium. Can't wait to catch up with all you guys and rock out. Happy holidays, brothers. Thank you for that call, brother, and happy holidays right back at you. Now, although I can't be on the road with Greg, I guess this is the next best thing. We all get to vicariously live through a road trip with Greg, Carl, and Robert. So here we go. Let's join them in the car. We're on our way to Rochester to catch up with Brother Weeds. On the road again. So here we are. Yep. <laughs> Me and Carl are in the back seat driving in luxury as yes. Robert is uh, driving us to Rochester to see Brother Weeze. Brother Weeze. Hit it, Joey. Wrap it up. <laughs> Look at the leg room you got. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could be a mall Santa taking kid pictures back here. <laughs> Robert, I've never seen anyone move the seat up oh so far. Dude, if the airbag goes off, his teeth are going to be in my chest. <laughs> He's going to get decapitated. ISIS style. <laughs> His nose is pressed up against the windshield. Oh my God. He's getting dizzy from the wipers. <laughs> oh my God. And it begins. Oh, it feels like we're in a, like he's so small up there. It feels like we're in an automated car, doesn't it? Yeah, it absolutely does. You ever see like when I had a remote control car, they would paint the driver yeah, inside yeah, the yeah. car? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Robert? Robert Ooch. I'm good, Miss Daisy. <laughs> it's a shitty day to ride uh, to Rochester, too. We got the rain, we got the fog, we got snow on the way. Did you uh, Did you talk to Robert about, uh, did you know about his driving or anything? Did you talk to him about, because he seems a little swervy. He's, you're, you are a little swervy, Robert. What's going on? He's no swerving. Easy, guys. I spoke to Robert myself. I know he can drive. In fact, he told me himself. Of course, today's Monday. I, I, I always drive the car on Saturday. I never drive on Monday. What is this? Who is this guy? I'm an excellent driver. Yeah, that's good. Is it because you're so far up from the road? <laughs> I can't see the can't reach the pedals. <laughs> is that what he keeps slipping? Well, he's looking down to try to, you know, aim for the pedal. And he's wearing his Blackbuster Browns. Yeah, they kind of look like the brake pedal. They're a little slidey. <laughs> Your shoes are a little slidey. Oh, we should put a little grit on them, put a little sand on them. <laughs> Bro, we haven't done a Rochester trip in a long time. You know, man. I love me. We're going straight to Jeremiah's. 
You know Jeremiah's? Yes, I know Jeremiah's. Over the years, I must have got drunk there over a hundred times. We're going to, we're going to, tonight, we're going to Jeremiah's. Okay. We're going to eat at Jeremiah's. Then when it gets after we leave Jeremiah's, we're going to go get, we're going to go to Tahoe's. Why Jeremiah's? I just want to go there first because then tomorrow I want to settle in and eat at uh, Richmond Tavern and eat their wings. Ooh. Ooh. Jeremiah's has great wings. Yeah, they have the great wings. Yeah. That's Rochester, a- Buffalo invented it. Rochester perfected it. You think Rochester has better uh, chicken wings than Buffalo? Well, here's the thing. I believe... Uh, little towns around Rochester and all that upstate New York area, there's a lot of places. They're so endowed with awesome wings that it's hard to go wrong there. It kind of annoys me. Like when I hear people from like Buffalo or Rochester, like, oh, you go to Duffy's? I'm like, dude, I would kill to have a fucking Duffy's in my town, you asshole. No kidding. You know what I mean? Duffy's does a very good uh, job. I mean, that's like, I mean, they should, they probably feel the same like me, like in New York City. I'm like, oh, yeah. you have a job? <laughs> <laughs> Like they're all like picketing in front of Kodak still. <laughs> well, everyone just has to complain. Uh, I, it's funny. I, I, I tweeted out uh, my cab driver the other day. Right. He looks at me. I just get in the car. I don't say nothing. I right. just tell him where I'm going. And he goes, humans were born to complain. It's <laughs> unbelievable. So he must have been having a bad day. I, I took a picture. My buddy Bill Durney took a picture of a Peter Luger's hamburger. Peter Luger's only serves hamburgers at uh, at lunch and if they even sense you're an asshole they tell you they ran out wow really yeah like it's their thing and they only use the trimmings of their own dry aged porterhouses oh my god so it's it's a 18 to 20 day dry aged hamburger with American cheese on a homemade bun with onion on the bottom so they cut it in half to make sure the temperature's perfect that's how nice they are right I post this gem of a hamburger. It's probably, if not the, but one of the top five hamburgers in the fucking world. First comment on Instagram. Hamburgers cut in half? I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I go to his Instagram. He's got a picture of his shitty family at Dunkin' Donuts and Munchkins. I'm out. Oh, you're out? You're out. You couldn't get in, you fucking jerk. Oh, my God. It's like that. Like He was like, ugh. If if that guy ever had the opportunity, whoa, Jesus, Robert. I told you, he can't see too good. Robert, you all right? We're fine. Everything's fine. We're just getting around this truck. Yeah, it's about time you got uh, around that truck, first of all. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Bandit One. Jesus Christ. He changes lanes a little hot. He he comes in hot hot to the next lane, right? How about the slow fade into the next lane there, Robert? All right. I drive good, right? I drove good. Uh, you, yeah, you drove good. I drive good. I'm hoping uh, on the way home from Rochester this time, you'll actually stay awake for five minutes. Ooh, I partied too hard last time, but I don't party like that anymore. I, I wanted to... That's when we were doing this on Facebook, Facebook Live. Yeah. We had a great time in Rochester. Um, that was all on Facebook Live about a year and a half ago. And then the trip home, the trip up was amazing. We had so much fun. We right. made videos and all that. On the way back... Carl says hello to me. Right. Next thing you know, he's out for six straight hours, snoring up a storm. I felt great. With your, with your mouth wide open. I partied all night that night before. You like Rochester. I love Rochester. I love I love the upstate New York people. I really do, man. They're real blue-collar people. Um, even the white-collar people are blue-collar. You know, they'll punch you right in the face. Yeah. Um, I think they make some of the best bread in the country. There's just I just love the area. Why do they make the best bread in the it's country? The water. It has to be the water. It's got to be the water. It's got to be the water. And wherever there's cold weather, the bread's always good. Yeah. Uh, so you, you talked about chicken wings in Buffalo. So uh, you talked about Duff's. 
of course, the anchor bars where they were invented. Anchor bars where they were invented, and I think my favorite is nine one one in Buffalo. I don't, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's one. a good place. We should go up there. We could maybe uh, do a little side trip do to a Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, man. Go see my buddy Bull, who does mornings on ninety seven Rock. God, I hate that voice so much. <laughs> ninety seven Rock, your home of rock and roll. <laughs> Here's a song you've heard 10,000 times. I've had some week, boy, let me tell you. Yeah, how was your week? My week was good, man. I, uh, I met this girl. Ooh! <laughs> I met this girl, I haven't seen her in a long time. What's up with you and seeing girls that you haven't seen in a They're long time? They're reaching out to me on the, on the gram. On the old Grammaroo? I guess once they saw I got a little skinny, they're like, all right, I'll throw it. <laughs> You've lost a few LBs. Right? A little bit. I fit in the back now. All right, so you, you met this one. No, no, she just... She, so I'm doing a... My buddy no, Noel... No, no. No, Noel. My buddy Noel, he um, he passed away five years ago. Freak carbon monoxide accident. He he wanted to start a band in his old age. I didn't know his old age, but, you know, his late, late 30s. And he was a good roller... Uh, real good... Uh, what do you call that? Skater, skateboarder. He's a good skateboarder, snowboarder. Um, he had a, a company called Sharplet, and you know, he, fun guy. He was like the original Ruizing. Fucking partied, awesome kid. I know him my whole life. We shared a lot of girlfriends in high school. I would, you know, either he would take them for me. I would take. We had a nice, friendly, you know, we pick each other off. It was nice. It was a gentleman's, gentleman's, gentleman's quarrel. And um, he met up this girl. He finally falls in love. He rents this little studio in Passaic, New Jersey to, to um, practice his band and do his art and stuff. And the place was ill-kept, and they both dropped dead of carbon but, uh, monoxide poisoning. They, they, some, there was a leak in the hot water heater, and they, they just found him dead. Jesus. So every year, they was have... It a, was it like a garage? Was there windows? It was they, a warehouse. Just a warehouse? And, they, they, and the guy bought this warehouse and put sheetrock and made littler warehouses where you can... Okay, I got you. Studio, like little performance studios. So they were sealed in tight like a button, and they because they had oh, it for noise proofing and everything, you know. And they they just died. They found him dead. That happens a lot. How much time do you have if there's a carbon? carbon? Not a lot. You get woozy. I experienced it once. A good friend of mine in an expensive town. Everybody can fill in the blanks. Lost his job, and they called me and they said, "Carl, go check on this dude." He was in his Benz, already asleep, in his Benz convertible. Put the top down. Turned the car on and in his garage, and he was in there for a while because he had a three car garage. So I ought to fill up that little jammy, and wow. he was out. And I walked in and I got him out, and I was woozy. And, but he was gone? No, he was fine. Was he trying to. Like, he was like, like groggy, like, right. but, but out. But like, was he trying he, to kill himself? Yeah, he was trying to kill himself. And but did he thank you? No, I. Well, here's the thing I come from a different world. That's not what I'm looking for. I look around, I'm like, there's a hundred things that can go wrong here. I bought them. I opened the garage. I opened the door of the garage. It's like right on the wall. You press the button and the door garage opens. I drag them out. I leave them in the driveway. I close the garage and I leave. No questions. No nothing. So he doesn't even know you said. No, no. Him. You know, two days later. Right. One day he didn't call me out of embarrassment. The next day he wanted to reach out to me. I'm like, we're done, bro. Like, you're damaged goods. I don't want to deal with you. Wow. You're, you're, you're alive. Right. That's fucked up. Enjoy your life. Okay. Fucking weirdo. Well, you know, I'm having a good time at the bar. I gotta come fucking do rescue <laughs> on a guy who lost his job and has more money than me without a fucking job. You know how mad it was for me saving some fucking wasp's life 
in a fucking red 500 SL. <laughs> this story took it. I'm turn. sorry, but that, you know what I mean? Like thinking, like, well, that was really nice of you, Carl. You, you must feel good about yourself. Fuck no. I'm fuck me that fucking guy. angry. Fuck that guy, pussy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. what you're gonna do, right? You're not gonna do it in the, at the plaza with a bunch of devil's dandruff and some fucking Pantera playing. Oh, so you're annoyed the the choice he made to kill oh, himself? Boo! That's the yoga pants of suicide. Gotcha. If you're gonna go out, you should go out like a fucking blaze like, of glory, like a rock star. I'm going out like Keith Moon, ah, all juiced up with a little reverse tur- tur- turtle boner from all the drugs. It's gonna be a mess. <laughs> They're gonna find me blue and eat blood coming out What's of my ears. What's a reverse turtle boner? What happens? What's a reverse? You know tur- what a reverse turtle boner is? No, I don't. When you do a lot of drugs, everything just retreats, uh, sucks in. Yeah, sucks okay. in. So okay. it's you. You're literally. You look like you're going down a roller coaster, <laughs> like that first one. <laughs> your balls are all nicely tucked in into your stomach. <laughs> you turn into a Ken doll. <laughs> uh, I remember my, my one buddy, we were, we were all partying, he was whacked out. He was zoosed out, and he takes his clothes off yeah. at this party because the, the, the hotel room had a pool. You know what I mean? And he didn't realize because he was so coked up that he literally lost all manhood. It was literally all stuck inside of him. It was this, it was just hair, and then this little. It looked like a little, uh, like a robin's baby, egg, like a little robin's egg, but it, it, in this unnatural brown color because he was white, but all the skin folded over each other. So right. it was like this. It almost looked like a lightly, like a light asshole, like a little ass, like an Audi. And like, my friend goes. My friend goes, oh! Like he's screaming from the other side. Like he's seen it from the from the bar part of the suite. He's like, oh, cuz, come on, come on! He goes, Lucha, look over there. We look over. There. He goes, this fucking kid. <laughs> so he's like, you, you take that. He's got a fucking innie, bro. Get this fucking guy. He's got two belly buttons. He's got one innie, one outie, right? So we start fucking laughing. The kid looks at us, dead serious, and he's like, bro, fuck you guys, bro. What are you porn stars? We're like, no, we're just dudes, man. You're like, yeah. you're like a Ken doll. Yeah. He goes, I'm a grower, not a shower. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That old kid. Oh, it was the worst. Like, he's trying to be funny. He's got like a half a nosebleed. We're like, dude, no one's going to go in the fucking pool now. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, Manscaped, he had, you know, it looked like sea caucus weeds. I mean, it was, <laughs> was unfucking believable. You could harvest it, bro. Like, I could make. My beard out of his fucking pubic hair. It was so fucking gross. Oh, God. So it looked like an Easter egg hunt. It was an Easter egg. Exactly. <laughs> Found <laughs> one. Found it. Oh, it was so disgusting, man. And, and uh, I remember the next day. By the way, that grower-shower thing, you either have it or, or you don't. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Right. Shut it. Oh. So, so back to your friend. So your friend died. In the warehouse. In the warehouse. And that led to so you. So then, then they have a chili cook-off, right? So you're gonna love this. Wait, so the chili cook-off they in have his a chili honor in his honor at right. this place called Dingo's Den in Clifton. Very nice. So he calls me up, um, my buddy. He owns a brewery called Ghost Dog. Be awesome! It's opening this uh, in Clifton. And he calls me. He's like, um, "Hey, Carl, I need a favor." You know, we were both friends with him. Both friends with him. Uh, I need a real judge. I go. He goes because every year. Excuse me. We're good up there? Yep. 
Robert. Did you get him tested for narcolepsy? I'm, star- nah, I'm starting to think that Robert doesn't drive a car that much. Do you drive? Every day. All right. I'm an excellent driver. What, what's going on? Is that wheel too big for you? You know what I just realized <laughs> real quick before I finish my story? You're feeling the swaying back and forth, right? I need Dramamine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cuban, bro. We can be on we can be on a fucking boat or anything. I'm fucking dizzy as fuck. Look how big the steering wheel looks to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're getting driven by a doozer. <laughs> Don't fucking touch him while he's driving. Oh, I know, right? So you know what I just realized? Remember the last time I said meet me in Glen Rock because it's closer? Yeah. I was, I, I had a couple drinks and I was looking at the map backwards. We're driving by my house right now. That's what I thought. Yes. Well, that's on you, man. That's, yeah, that's whatever. On, whatever. So, so chili cook-off. So he calls me up. And he says, listen, I need a reputable judge, one or two reputable judges. Because every year, all they do is there's this hot girl that enters, and they pick her because she's hot, and she right. wins the chili cook-off. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I call my buddy Mark Magnetgano. He's, he's an Operation Barbecue guy, fucking legit, hardcore food judge, fucking this and that. We get there, and they have all the chilies, tasting all the chilies. All of a sudden, I look up, and I see the three-time champion. And she's like, hi, I'm a... We good? I don't know. Did we just die? Robert, Are we doing a ghost there? path? We just went under a trailer. This is a ghost podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like Chevy Chase did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In Christmas vacation. Exactly. <laughs> the reason Carl stopped his story so short was because we really... That was a jolt. A sh- that was a jolt. It was a jolt to the left. Yeah. We're on we're Route 80. Out of nowhere. <laughs> Even at where we're supposed to be. Okay. All right. Everybody's safe. All right. 10 and 2, Robert. Yeah. 10 and 2. 10 and 2. Or for you, maybe 10-15. There's a lot of rain. The road feels slippery to begin with. Right. A lot of spray coming off the cars. There's fog. And and that's when Robert chooses to be two feet off a tractor trailer. <laughs> He's aggressive in a weird way, right? Why are you being aggressive, man? We have nowhere to be. <laughs> yeah, we do. we got to go with the All right. Go ahead. So, all of a sudden, I'm, ju- I'm judging the chili with Mark, and I look up, and me and Mark, and we're tasting the chili in these little cups, and I look, and I see this girl, and I'm like, holy shit. I go, you're the champion? She goes, hi, I'm a big fan. Nice to meet you. I look at Mark, I'm like, she fucking won. He's like, definitely. <laughs> we made her win again. <laughs> Everybody was so fucking mad. <laughs> and you got the local chefs that really oh, need the win. Oh, there's this one local chef. He was like from fucking... <laughs> Johnny and hand jobs or whatever the fuck he was Whoa <laughs> I've never Maybe it's the car. Maybe it's the car. That's where I'm starting I'm hoping it's the car because uh, I've never had a problem driving. Alright, Robert's driving my car and I've never been in the back seat in my own car, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it, that's what it is. It feels like or this whole he... back is like just whipping to the right and to the left. But this is this car's a lot bigger than a Dodge Neon. Yeah, it's a bit bigger. Alright, so so you said fuck it, she's gotta win? She was just unbelievable to look at. So we gave her the prize. Good for you. Who cares? It's a fundraiser. Everybody wins. That's right. <laughs> so in the middle of this... How good was her chili, for real? Boo! <laughs> I didn't even taste it. <laughs> You're the judge and you I didn't even taste it. <laughs> that way I can't get pinned for it. Mm-hmm. I asked Mark, I'm like, how is it? And this is his direct response when I asked him how the chili was. Do you think she's single? <laughs> I said, winner! <laughs> so then... So then 
Mark looks at me. Mark's a married guy, three daughters, you know. And the only reason he got a pass was he was like, uh, my wife is a fan of yours on social media, this and that. She gave me a pass, Carl. I can go Ruizing. Could we Ruiz today? No I'm like, kidding. I said, I am Ruiz. Just by you being here, right. you're already in the state of Ruizing. So he goes, no, I really want I want to see what you can turn it up. I said, Mark, I don't think you understand, Mark. I am racing to the bottom. <laughs> if you jump on this ride, there's only one way to go. He goes, I want to. And he's like total suburban. I want to hashtag Ruiz. I'm like, right. <laughs> so in the middle of that, this girl comes and hits me in the shoulder. She's like, motherfucker. And I look and... It's this girl who was one of a bartender that I was in love with 12 years ago. Jesus. 12 years ago, before my life went dark with the old bone chain, right? And I said, what the fuck? She's like, I'm still at that bar. We love you there. Come and eat wings and clams all you want. I said, Mark, it's your lucky day. It has begun. It has begun. So we started. Shot after shot after shot, 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 So it just and everybody's getting loose, and now I'm handsy. I'm like an octopus hugging everybody. I have hands in pockets, butts. I mean, it was people were getting hit left and right. There was this one girl. There was one girl. She was literally queued up to get get jacked up. She was like waiting for her turn. I got her. I got handsy. I got handsy. So, so I mean, I know them all. You know what I mean? And, and we're all friends, and they're getting handsy too. It was great. So everybody's handsy except Mark. Mark is just watching us like crazy. Now, he just wants to be. He's part of the Ruizing. He's, you know, we we're, we're flying towards the sun now. So we get to the other bar. We Uber to the other bar, and she has a spread. Every wing, buffalo wings, dry wings, fresh clams, steam clams. Oh, but you would have been in fucking heaven. Oh, no. And we're all doing, and then the and then the the one girl goes, "You can only drink because you drink the same thing all the time." Right. I go, "Oh, so you're a fucking scientist now? What do you want?" She goes, "I can drink more Jameson than anybody." I said, "Game go, on, go get it." Game I said, on. Are you sure you don't want to do powers? Drop the puck. Let's go. She fucked. They put a bottle of Jameson on the bar. I clear the deck. I clear everybody. Mark is crying. She's fucking throwing up in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> and I'm sitting there eating fucking wings. Like, like it's nothing. Screaming to put on 80s R&B. Put on Jodeci! <laughs> fucking out of my mind. I got the four remotes from all the TVs in the bar. You know how, like, the local gets the remote? Yeah, snatched yeah. it all. Snatched them up. I got fucking rally racing on one. There's no football. Everybody's freaking out. It's a Sunday. And I'm fucking at 100 miles an hour. Lost my whole squad. <laughs> That sounds like a good night. Oh, my God. Mark calls me the next day, and he's like, I got to tell you something, Cuban. That shit, Ruizing, is real. It's the real deal. I said, uh, he goes, Carl, how do you do it? I mean, you, you must weigh 170 pounds. I said, I'll tell you the key to Ruizing. When tomorrow doesn't matter, today you're all in. He goes, fucking no shit. It's all about today. It's all about fucking today. That was a little inspirational story for the kids. And, and Robert's nodding his head to the story. As the car nods its head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the car agrees. 
<laughs> oh my god. We're on the road to Rochester. Uh, yeah, for the people that don't know, Brother Weeze is my mentor. Uh, the only reason I ever was successful in radio is because of this guy, because he, I was fortunate enough to be able to spend a few years with him just watching a, a real pro at work. You had one of those guys coming up, right? Yeah. That changed your fucking life? Oh, yeah. See, the difference is, though, I learned from Weeze and then made it into my own. That's the key. Right. I didn't. I straight copied. You straight copied? Yeah, because it's cooking. You know, I, I stole a lot of recipes off of this guy who died. Um, I, I'll never be as good as him. His name was Steven Santoro. And uh, he was one of the most talented chefs I've ever encountered anywhere in the world that I've cooked. But had the luck. I mean, had the worst luck. There's an old saying. If it was raining pussy, he would get hit with a dick. Right. I mean, it was just like unbelievable bad luck. He, he trained in France. He trained in Italy. He was incredible. Opened uh, opened a restaurant in, in a part of New Jersey a long time ago, and it was critically acclaimed, and it was unbelievable, and it was a line out the door. A year later, the, the town had riots, and they burnt the fucking restaurant down. Jesus. Then he goes and he opens another restaurant. He gets a family, you know, and he's going good. His wife dies of cancer. Brain cancer, just gone. Then he opens another restaurant, you know, after he pays for all that because he wanted to keep his wife alive. So he spent all his money and sold the restaurant to give her holistic care and all these experimental things and didn't matter. She she was gone. Then had two kids. Then opens another restaurant. Then that's when I start working with him. We start working and he taught me everything. He, he was one of the few chefs that taught me without withholding shit. Like, I teach, but I kind of... I won't tell you everything. <laughs> you know? It's the same way in radio. Really? You know, yeah. All right, so you get it, right? Yes. You got it. You got like, keep... is this the way you do it? I'm like, yep, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You right. got to keep the secret ingredients to yourself. Yeah, I'll, I'll always keep you on the B team. I'll never bring right. it up. It's just the way that I'm raised. It's I'll... the way I make money. I don't care. I'll teach you overall how I'll give you works, an idea. But... <laughs> right. I'll give you an idea, but but I'm not going to give you the real shit no. that, that makes you uh, in no. the one percent no. of your profession. If you want me to be your mentor, you better have the same last name as me, motherfucker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, I uh, so we open this restaurant. It's going well and everything's good. And then his son decides to put some stuff on a railroad track because he's home and nobody's watching because the father's trying to get his life back together. And the mother died of cancer. He derailed the fucking train. Jesus. An Amtrak train. Really? So now the kid's in jail. They fucking want. So he's all lost all the money to fucking get his son out of jail. I mean, it was unfucking believable. We were about to open a restaurant for for uh, Stanley Tucci and who's the guy from Officer and a Gentleman? Uh, Richard Gear. Richard Gear. The gerbil guy. Yeah. What what did he do with a gerbil? Robert, you know about the gerbil, don't you? I know about the gerbil. I mean, yeah, explain I the gerbil. The story, <laughs> the story is that uh, Richard Gere liked it up the ass and put a gerbil up there, and it got stuck, and he had to go to the hospital. There you go. That story sounds too... It started... It's uh, like the Mick Jagger, Rob, Rod Stewart story. I don't like Oh, the jizz story with yeah. Rod Stewart? Yeah. Those stories just don't have enough depth. To no, it. they have a lot of depth, and unfortunately, you got to blame radio for it. The Richard Gere rumor started, I believe, on radio. Right, Robert? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, and then they just kept passing the story around that well, Richard Gear 
Yeah, but to this day, you mentioned Richard Gere. The first thought in well, your head was gerbil. Well, no, that because well, let me tell you something. The dude is so unbelievably attractive, and women like him so much. That's what guys do. You ever notice that? Like when I was growing up, every fucking ugly dude that I knew, like I'd be like, "Oh man, you see Mr. T? He's gay. That dude is gay." That's like an obvious ugly guy reaction. Just, we don't have that in the Latin market. They're just jealous. They're jealous. Yeah. Like Latin guys, like you, they'll see like a Ricky Martin. Like, ah, he's beautiful. Yes, he is. He's beautiful. Like right. we don't give a fuck. Right. We don't give a fuck about shit like that. Robert, do you know the old story about uh, lighting the match was a bad idea? I don't think I know that one. That's a whole gerbil story too. And then someone lit a match, and then like it blew, it blew out the gerbil and all the gas, and it burnt the guy's face and stuff. I thought this is still Richard Gere. I'm like, no, that now was a, I believe it. That was <laughs> another radio story that made the rounds oh. as uh, real, and in the end, it was complete and utter fake news. But but radio guys loved passing that story around. Well, I don't like that. So story. anyway, go ahead, continue. Um, Richard Gere restaurant, Stanley so, Tucci. So we're gonna open the restaurant in the middle of that, and then this kid derailed this train. So he says to me, I was young, and he says to me, listen, go get a job, because we're going to go open this thing. And I think it was going to be called Finch's Tavern. I still remember. Ooh, beautiful name. It's an old townhouse. Or restoring. It's going to be gorgeous. He says, Carl, go to fucking Jersey, get a job, disappear until I get this all figured out. Do not tell them your skill set. Do not tell them you're a fucking, you trained me to be, I was like little Jason Bourne. Do not. And this was like, I was pretty, pretty sober. I would only drink maybe five times a week back then. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't shake or anything. You know what I mean? Wow, good yeah, for it was you. fucking Bloody, nice. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't have night terrors or, you know, or, or uh, I wouldn't wake up in another room, pee on me. You know what I mean? No blackouts? No blackouts. Wake it up in another no, state? I would, no, I wouldn't <laughs> touch like my hand through my friend's screen door because I thought he was a robot. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So there was none of that. So, you know, I was in a better place. So the, um, I go to this restaurant and it's called uh, Sabor in Edgewater. And they had a Spanish chef and he had the beret and everything and they just opened. And I came in, and the, the, the guy that owned the restaurant, his name was Fernando Lopez, and uh, he was a, an actor on Law and & Order. And his beautiful wife, Debbie, great people. And they said to me, he says, uh, what's up, my man? You looking for a job? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm answering your ad. He goes, what do you know how to do? I'm like, well, you know, I know I can, I can grill stuff. And where do you work? I'm like, ah, you know, I do hamburgers and, and breakfast. And she goes, I love breakfast. Hired. He didn't give a fuck. He just opened a restaurant. He, his first restaurant, he didn't so I go in the kitchen, beautiful kitchen. Right. Are we going to go on inside? I don't know what's going on. Are we going, going over? On. Robert loves taking turns at 80 miles an hour. He goes 40 in straight. And in the 80, he Holy gets a fucking... shit. Look at the fucking rooster tail oh on this thing. It's like a race boat. <laughs> I'm in a cigarette boat. Holy shit. Robert. This is so... You should, you should control the throttle. You know on those race boats, if somebody controls the throttle, right. I'll be the navigator. Left, 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 left. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Holy fucking... Holy. I think he's taking his anger out on my car. Seriously, bro. All right, continue. What's up with that? I, I don't know. I'm a little nervous back here. Don't be nervous. Why don't you have Mike come? Mike's a cop. He can drive good and make noise. Wee, wee, wee. fine. All right. used to drive Tonka trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's like, everything's fine. He drove right. trucks until what? Until that real bad accident on 80? <laughs> 30 dead. You <laughs> jackknifed into a fucking Waffle House. <laughs> 
whole rig is upside down. It's on, it's on the on, side of the road, go, whoa, what, what happened? Crash into a fireworks store, <laughs> TNT fireworks in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody died in the town. Yeah, so then I do radio for Westwood now. <laughs> That's good. So, um, so I get in the kitchen. The theme of this road trip is going to be Smokey and the Bandits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, you get in this restaurant, yeah. So I get in this restaurant, and the first day, I'm like, moving, the chef's showing me around. He's like, this is how we do the paella. I'm like, eh. But you have to keep quiet. Stop quiet. Your, your guy said, don't show all your skills. Don't do anything. Second day, he's showing me, this is how we grill the skirt steak. He goes, he looks at me, he goes, en España, we call it churrasco. I'm like, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he doesn't know that I can make this thing levitate off the fucking grill, right? So I'm Clark Kenning it all through the fucking week. At the end of the week, he goes to the owner because he sees that I am, I'm able, I'm proficient at every station. Like, he's like, hey, listen, can you do saute? And I do all the saute. And he's like, wow, you, kid, you got, you're good. You know what I mean? I said, oh, thank you. But I'm not adding anything. I'm just doing exactly what but I can do the mechanics of it. At the end of the week, this asshole looks at the owner and goes, I went through a lot of stress in this opening. This is what the chef says. Carl's got it. I'm going to go and uh, and take a week off and regroup myself because, you know, I'm the creative force of this restaurant and I want to come back creative and happy. He leaves on a Friday night. Right? He leaves right before Friday dinner service. Fernando comes into the kitchen. Carl, fucking chef left. What, what are we going to do? I'm like, oh, it's, it's a good thing, bro. It's a good thing to do. I got you, man. I got you. You're fine. And I was totally nice to him only because his wife was so hot. <laughs> That's the only motivation. I wanted her to like me because yeah. she was so hot. So I'm like, uh, yeah, she was Cuban too. You know, that's like Cuban and hot. That's You got me. I'm done. So I fucking turn and burn the whole kitchen, you know, everybody... Because then, like, I'm left to my own devices, and now I tell the kitchen, I'm like, all right, everybody, you know whatever that fucking mouth breather told you yesterday? Wrong. This is how we're going to do it. And I and when I pumped out 300 dinners, perfect. Next day, the owner comes in, he goes, not one complaint. Unbelievable. I said, um, Fernando, can I change a couple things? He goes, Carl, after what you did last night, you can change whatever the fuck you want. So I said, all right, guys, new menu. This is a real story. Jesus. I said, we got six hours till dinner. I said, for now, close for lunch. We're going to do six hours. Let me change this fucking thing. I changed the whole fucking menu. People fucking, we did. We're going down? We're going off the ravine? <laughs> <laughs> it was a smooth lane change. It was. To the, other, the opposing side of the highway. <laughs> Note to self, get Robert driving lessons when we get back to New York. Note to self, get Carl a helmet. <laughs> drive on Sundays. I don't know what it is though, man. It's Can I tweet out, does anyone know how to pull a, road ca- a roll cage in a truck <laughs> up in Rochester when we get there? <laughs> We're in no hurry. No, wow. he's not going fast. I, he just changes directions fast. Oh, he likes changing lanes a lot. He's a lane changer. He's, he's a, never satisfied. That tells you a lot about a person. He's a bit herky-jerky. Yeah. All that beats right. the elbow to the wrist <laughs> ratio. He's shaking his head back and forth. I don't know if that's a good sign. He, he's already annoyed by us. <laughs> he treats it like VR. Like every time he moves, like, yeah, the car moves. Right. Like, <laughs> I think he's been playing Doom too much at home. <laughs> oh. All right, so you changed the menu. 
change the menu in one day, boom, boom, so it's Saturday night. Yeah. We did a printout menu on a piece of paper. Now the, the, the wife comes. Oh my God, Carl, this is incredible. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you too. So now I'm, I'm working for this lady just for her to like me. So get the whole menu done. Sunday comes. Monday, listen to this. Monday, slow day. I'm still on the line because I'm still trying to fix, figure out the menu and we're trying to lock it. You know, a couple things were, need to get trimmed up. I was a young kid. Everybody's happy. Tuesday, I get a call. Uh, I don't get a call. The restaurant gets a call. Hey, guys, uh, this is New Jersey Monthly. You were just reviewed. They just happened to be in the restaurant. They were Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. They came three times. The oh, three days I was Oh, my cooking. God. All of a sudden, everybody's freaking out. Holy shit. And Fernando starts second-guessing me. Oh, what did we do? Oh, my God. We had this menu, and now and now we had this other menu printed on a piece of paper. Da -da -da -da. They said... Um, how, and then Fernando's on the phone. I'm hearing this all third person. How, how, was the, how was the review? He goes, we can't tell you, unfortunately. But uh, we'd like to schedule as soon as possible to come and take pictures of some of the food. So Fernando comes to the kitchen. He goes, what does this mean? They want to come take pictures? I go, listen, I'm in the restaurant business. He goes, but you were just like a grill cook. I'm like, just trust me. If they say they're coming to take pictures, we're the cover. We're good. You're crazy, bro. You're just a short order cook. I listened to you. I don't know if what you did was good or... I go, I'm not a short order cook. I want to take off my glasses and fuck like Superman. Right, right. And I was like, just trust me. They come take the pictures. Two weeks later, three and a half stars. Best Latin restaurant in New Jersey. All hell breaks loose. So they make me the executive chef, this and that. Two weeks later, poor Steve Santoro, still with a string of bad luck, goes, restaurant's ready. I said, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, I made a mistake and they made me executive chef. So as he got his, as this guy, that's how bad his luck was. He lost me in a matter of weeks, forever. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I said I'm sorry to him at his funeral. I felt bad. That's a great story. That's he died a, of cancer. That's yeah. how That's how you began, though. That's how I, I, I never heard that story before. Yeah, yeah. It, it, It's cool you're telling that story as we go to Rochester, because, you know, like that's I said. That's you began. That, well, I, I began in Geneseo. I, I took you to Geneseo. I love it. You loved my little I, college I, town? I loved, I loved, you know what I did? I loved your energy when you were there. Really? What do you mean? You were a different person. In what way? You were like 70 years younger. Well, it's it's my happy place. You were happy. You were happy. Because like, like right now, like for example, I'll give you a perfect example. When we, sat, we ran in the car, I said, um, he's a car, what do you want to eat? Jeremiah's. Jeremiah's? Like, yeah, let's go. If we were in New York, I'm like, let's go get some wings. You're like, eh, but, <laughs> oh, they don't have my aloe shake there. <laughs> I, oh, but you know, that place, the air conditioner is right on top. <laughs> Look, like, it's a... You're just a different person I, up here. You fucking put your sleeves, you know, you let your hair no, down. No, no, I'll tell you why. Because uh, I sometimes... You, do you notice it? Yeah, I, I sometimes regret leaving Western New York. Right. I, I fell in love with Geneseo when I went to college there. I then moved on to Rochester, New York, and uh, worked at WCMF and, and met Brother Weeze there. Right. Who, uh, who taught me the ropes. Right. And then I moved to Buffalo to have my first full-time show when I was doing overnights at the Fox in Buffalo. I like that. And I, 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 I spent probably between college and uh, my three years in Rochester, three years in Buffalo, I, I spent 11 years in Western New York. So this is my happy place. I love it up here. The people are just really nice right. and, and down to earth. The food is excellent. And, the food's uh, excellent. And, and, it's, and, and it's a secret spot, too. People don't realize how, how nice Rochester actually has become. So, um, yeah, but uh, 
but I took you to my fraternity house in Geneseo. It was great. You no, you, it wasn't great. You you stayed outside. No, I went inside. Right. But it was empty. Yeah. And it was really creepy because you're walking around like, yeah, frat brother, uh, Hughes here. I'm like, they're going to knock us out. I was saying that so we didn't get shot. Yeah, I felt like we were going to get shot because it was like off season and the place was wide open and it looked like it looked like death in the off season. I love the basement. It was really extra creepy. I'll be totally honest with you. Um, I've been out of that place many, many, many years. It looks exactly the same as when I went there. That's what's so creepy about it. Oh and the God. smell is the same. I went crazy. down the basement where we had all those uh, yeah. parties with sororities, and it's the exact smell, and it brings you right back to that time when you were just a kid, just drinking and partying and having fun. How fun was that? It was awesome. But the, the house, I was a fig, and it was at the top of the hill there. When we approached, I wasn't sure if the house was abandoned or if people, were, abandoned. Or people were still living in there. And that's why I had to shout out just in case we were going to get jumped because you, you just don't start wandering around a fraternity house. Trust me on that. And then I poked into some rooms and they they were gorgeous. So like, oh, all right, there's a couple rooms here where people are still here. But the rest of the house looked like it needed to be boarded up. Oh, it was bad. And then all of a sudden you're like... Uh, have your fun. I'll be outside having a smoke. Yeah, because I'm like, first of all, I'm like... You were creeped out by the spirits. Yeah, I felt a little bad energy in We there. lost one in there yeah, recently. Maybe he was the one I felt. We lost one in there. Uh, somebody died in that house a couple years back. It was it was uh, no bueno for the fraternity, but... How did but, he die? Drugs? Overdose? Uh, I, th- I think, yes. I think. It was, it was definitely a partying thing. But in that house, I was doing college radio at Geneseo... And somebody, one of my brothers, was listening to Brother Wee's out of Rochester. He was doing mornings already. And to this day, he's still doing mornings. He's 71 years old. He's still crushing it. He does great. It, it's insane, the, the energy this guy has and the passion he has for radio. So what I heard was this groggly, shitty voice. No offense, Wee's, but he knows. Coming from a room, and I'm like, what is that? I've never heard radio like this before. What the fuck? And then you get past that he doesn't have a radio voice, and what he was saying was was way better than any anybody else was doing. And I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm changing my whole fucking style. Because when I went to Geneseo to do radio, they teach you to have the golden voice. Right, so, Robert? Give me, give, yeah. me a, give me, like, a, an opening when you're in Geneseo with your golden voice. Well, I never I never had it, but it was But like, do your best. 89.3 WGSU, the voice of the valley. Jeez, thank God you don't do that. The voice of the valley. But you make you stretch things I, like the valley. Well, I had a shitty Long Island accent, and well, I you don't have it now. You got rid of it. Well, I I I, uh, I I trained myself to get rid of it. How do you do that? Well, I was so into doing this radio thing, and I was doing overnights that the, remember the AP copy, Robert? Yep. He knows. So there was a room, and back in the day, before obviously where we are today, you got your news off the AP copy, and it was just like rolling paper coming out of a machine with all the the headlines and the stories, and then you'd rip and read. Because I, I worked for a few stations where you had to do a little news break, a little weather, a uh, little sports. Anyway, so. Uh, being a, a music jock is so fucking easy right. that I would play my songs. You'd have 20 minutes to spare. So I would go in the other room and I would I would read a news copy out loud to myself, record it, listen back and go, oh, shit, that's a word I got to work on. And slowly but surely, I learned how to uh, uh, get rid of my Long Island accent and wow. pronounce words, you know, better. So Weez, I heard his voice coming from the from uh, the fraternity house. Then I became a huge fan of listening to him as I was doing my college show. And then I was fortunate enough to um, get an internship at CMF uh, my senior year of college. And then I moved to Rochester. And then they hired me. And then me and Weez became friends. 
And then um, the GM at the time was starting a station in Buffalo. And he goes, kid, are you ready? Pete Coughlin, awesome, fucking crazy-ass alcoholic. He was the GM. Right. He would make us drink uh, with him at these bars in Rochester. And, like, there would be another um, couple guys from another radio station, the big wigs from another radio station, right. trying to buy us shots. Robert, you know this shit, right? The days where the territory, radio territory, was intense. Yep. Like if you parked your van in front of a venue and it was someone else's, someone else would try to fight you to get that spot. It was insane. That's before everybody... Uh, it was all owned by the same company. Yeah, that was before everyone uh, be- became uh, owned by the same company. So we're at this bar in Rochester, and Pete Coughlin, he loved that we would drink with him. And I'm, uh, we're all young in our 20s. We could keep up with the old man who was a raging alcoholic. Right. And these guys try to, uh, I think, oh, I forgot the name of them. I think they were called the Velcro Brothers or something like that. They try to pass us shots. They just started a rock station in town. And we're looking at free shots. We have no money. Pete Coughlin looks down at us. It was me and a couple other guys from the radio station. He goes, you boys drink that. You're fired. Then he gets up off his bar stool with the shots and throws them in their faces in front of everybody. And now there's a huge fight in the bar. The old days of radio. Wow. He didn't fucking play. It was like Anchorman when they all met in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Pete Coughlin finally came to me. He's like, kid, you ready? You ready to leave Rochester? I'm starting a station in Buffalo. I need you. So I said, fuck. Whatever Pete Coughlin wanted, you do. And I, I left to uh, start my career in Buffalo, New York, and left Rochester behind. But always uh, always kept Rochester close to my heart and Brother Weeze and all that. Well, thank uh, God you went because look how long Weeze went. Yeah, you would have never got mornings in Rochester. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> <laughs> He went forever. <laughs> right. He outlasted you fucking from the beginning. <laughs> oh, my God, no. That's he, incredible. He finally moved on to another station. But my favorite Wee story of all time, so now you fast forward a whole bunch of years. How long were you in Buffalo? Uh, three years, doing overnights. Where where, where did you get more girls, Rochester or Buffalo? Uh, oh, Rochester by far. Really? Yeah, I, I had a... What are, who are cuter, Buffalo girls or Rochester Oh, girls? Rochester girls by far. Right. We used to call the girls in Buffalo, Buffalo Bettys. What does that mean? They all just wore giant Buffalo Bills hoodies. Uh, you didn't even know what their bodies looked like. That, that could be a Buffalo bonus. felt like it was colder, even though it was only, what, uh, I don't know, an hour and a half down the road. And it felt colder. It just felt colder and grayer. I loved my time in Buffalo. Don't get don't get me wrong, but uh, I was going out with a psycho broad up What there. was wrong with her? Um, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I told you the story. How old was Marie back then? Huh? <laughs> I forget. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, no, I went. I, no, you never told I me fell the for this girl pretty much my first week in Buffalo because they were starting a new radio station. They wanted us all to get in tuxes for the big uh, party. So I went to this tux store in the mall, and this girl helped me out and basically pretty much wanted to have sex with me in the, in the changing room. I did, you had sex with her? No, no, I did not. She was working. Whoop, 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 I did not. Whoop, I said... Whoop, 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 I said... Whoop, 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 whoop. I said Joey, Joey! Shut him down. No, I... Th- Can he mute you? Joey, mute him! You, I could have I I lied there. I know you, you don't. You're not a liar. That was an easy lie. You're not a liar. She was giving me the vibe. My problem isn't your lies. Your problem is your reality. Shh. I want you to walk me through the story because I love the mechanics. And, and I know that the... Uh, there's a couple of Ruizing fans here right. that listen to this right. that love the mechanics of breaching stories. Why didn't you breach? Let's let's please I was, indulge me. I was new to Buffalo. No, no, no. I, I'm telling. Micro story. What do you mean? You and the girl. Yeah. 
Why did you have sex with her? Let's walk the story back. You were next to a dressing room. You didn't have sex. She with kept her. knocking on the door to come in to see how the tux okay. uh, fit. Okay. But it was also kind of a busy store, and I'm thinking, which is sexy. Yeah, because uh, that maybe that's the kind of girl she wants. She was what we call danger I think she, mouse. I think she really, really wanted to have sex in the dress. Yes, house. Yeah. because you know, usually when and you I, feel it, it's because it's real. And I think, I think I felt like I was in over my head. I was a lot younger. Over your head? Why? Because she taller than you. She was. Did she have brass knuckles? Was she rat? Was she racking the around <laughs> thing? Like come out and play. She was, she was incredibly sexy. Yes. Uh, but incredibly crazy. And I think I felt that whole vibe. I'm like, are you ready for this? What's her name? I, I don't want to say. Come on, shout out. We're going up there. Maybe she's around. No. God, for the kid. No. For the kid. No. I'm single like a broken egg, man. No. Well, I think you could probably handle her. No. I'll, I'll be crazy. No. When, when I show up dressed like Batman on top and a ballerina on the bottom and I face her. No, <laughs> this, this girl to this day scares me. She really? put me through hell and back. No. So. And my... my, my the feeling I got was like, walk, walk, get your stupid tux and get the fuck out of here. But the weird thing is she was invited to the party because it was a client for the radio station. We hit it off immediately, but she never officially wanted to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And we would, we would, uh, she was one, she was a rolling stone. And then she, she, I love those, man. I love those. But it's a whole thing. Then there was this ex boyfriend around ex in quotes, because I was suspicious the whole time, and she's like, "Oh, you're crazy, you know. I don't like him anymore, and you know, I, I, I I've moved on from him and all and all that." Okay, oh. so I'm like, "All right." So I'm sort of dating her, but she's not totally committing to me, but she's keeping me on the hook the whole fucking time, right? Oh, she God. would, Kiki, do you love me? Are we riding? <laughs> and then there was the time that I went to her parents' house. Everything with you is so like it just. I'm trying to remember all the stories. So it's just so stretched out. Like then she, no, I'm God, trying. It's like two old people overthinking the shit out. No, of no, stuff. no. So then there was another guy that I was suspicious of, and she's like, "No, he's just my friend." So I went to her, actually her mom's house. Her father was uh, no longer with us, and uh, her mom goes, "She's downstairs," and I walk into like sort of a laundry room area, and she's sitting on the like washer or dryer, and the guy is pretty much right next to her, standing up. And even then, I didn't, fi- I, I didn't figure out because I was just a naive dog. Did you have a bl- blindfold on? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have earmuffs and a blindfold on? <laughs> You're just feeling around with a blind cane? And she explained her way out of that. I'm like, that's really weird. Why are they downstairs in that position? But I didn't think anything of it. Because they were grinding. I ran into that guy many years later. He became a TV star. I forgot his name, but he was on one of those home improvement shows. Tim Cook. I was in... Uh, Tim... Sabian. I was in Worcester, Massachusetts. No, what's the guy? What, Robert. From uh, Home Improvement. Oh, Tim oh. Allen? Yeah. Tim is Allen, it, bang your girl. No, it was, a, it was a black guy, and I forgot the name of the show. He was a cool dude. Marcus Allen? So I, I run into him years later. When Easy. We, when we were doing the Opie and Anthony virus show, the, you know, the big comedy tour. No, I don't And know. he happened to be in I town. I was listening to Howard at that point. Uh, <laughs> uh, why would you? Um, and I... He was staying in the same hotel because they were filming a, um, a segment for the TV show that he was now on. Okay. I haven't seen him in, in years on TV, by the way. And I go, bro, I got to ask you. This is so many years later. I go, were you in the blank? He goes, oh, yeah. I'm like, all right. At least I finally know officially. He goes, oh, yeah, it was the whole fucking time that you were also sort of with her. And... Uh, that still doesn't feel good. Even if it's 10 years later, it still bothers you. Ah, whatever. Honestly, Whatever. 
And then there was as the- you look out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you looked out the window, drew a heart in the fog. <laughs> Whatever. He, turned, he totally gave his back to me. Whatever. <laughs> I, honestly, I was I was more mad how stupid and naive I was. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, so then I'm at the radio station one day. Uh, doing overnights and somebody calls and goes hey uh, is this Ope I go yeah he goes Blank was in a horrendous car accident the girl yeah and hangs up he goes you might want to check her out and hangs up I'm like what the fuck turns out she was crossing the street uh, oh she was walking drinking uh, drinking with her friends and got just plowed by a car broke her leg really bad Oh, her leg bro- oh, you know, I thought really she was going to be Really bad I thought her skin was going to be Stuck to a muffler You're like Oh, and no, the no, ankle no. was decimated the, the leg was broken so bad It took over a year It oh. was one of those Bad I guess Supposedly she went flying in the air Fell on her head What, did you do a little because, sponge bath for a year? Well, I was I was willing to move on And then the and then the accident You know, pulled me back in You know how that you, shit happens You're like a dude with chick emotions <laughs> yeah. I'd be like You got hit by a car So, 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 so See ya <laughs> And she kept pulling me back in, and I'm like, fuck, man, you know? And then, uh, what happened? What's wrong? I got issues on the, on the... You got issues on the phone? The phone a row? Robert, are you listening? Because Carl, I forgot he has ADD. You listening to my yes, story? Yes, I listen to your story. So, um, so then, one day I'm drinking... What are we looking at? Am I allowed to read this out loud, or, or what? Wait, what is this? What am I, what am I looking at? What am, I don't know these people. Who is this? You don't know who's writing you? Who is this? So, Robert, anyway. All right, I'm ready. Her, her leg is... So, yeah, so leg's gone, and now you're in love with her. You're caring for her. Keep right. Sarah McLaughlin. Right. Switch the autopilot off. I got this. So then <laughs> so then my car got broken. Can you in. stop for a smoke? Can we stop for after we, the toll? Oh, that's what's going on here. Yeah, you're jonesing for a I'm cigarette. Starting get, I'm starting to get you. You're tapping out. You're tapping in, in front of a pretty... This is a pretty good story. So... Well, we can go outside and finish the story. So... My car gets broken into. Okay. And it's the Honda LX? The, uh, the LX? Honda Accord. Hatchback. LX with the fake sunroof. <laughs> yes, that I put in. Very yeah. good. A little callback. So um, she gave me her car to drive. Well, right. Obviously, she couldn't. She was paraplegic. She, she couldn't use her car. So I'm like, I'll use your car, right? So one night, I'm, I'm uh, in Buffalo, and I'm partying with my friends and stuff, and, it, and it's icy. There was an ice storm. She calls me up begging me to, to drive to her house, you the car which was up. about a good half hour away. I'm like, fuck. Uh, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't, uh, you know, drunk, drunk, but I'm driving, and I, I put my um, foot on the, uh, the brake to, to slow down because it's a red light. Ice. I'm the I'm the last car into a huge pileup. Oh, right. So then I panic because I'm like I don't think I'm drunk, but I can't afford to I can't afford this right now. Right. So I I get out of the car. The the person in front of me is all pissed off. You fucked up my car, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, but it's the ice. Look at the car in front of you. You know, there's a whole bunch of right. accidents. Everyone's sliding into each other. But the one I hit, I don't think they hit the car in front of them. But oh, I know so you're like but, singular accident. That's yeah, sense. but the two cars in front of that car were in an accident too, which made the car in front of me slow down, and then I right. put on the brakes. Okay, so I'm like, oh man, I, let me go, uh, let me go get the, let me go get the police so we can get a, a proper report. I take off and I'm gone for hours. I'm waiting it out, waiting it out. This was before cell phones. I come back and she, uh, I think it was a she, hands me the, the police report. They're like, the cops are here, here's the paperwork. I'm like, okay, sorry, blah, blah, blah. We, we go on our way. So then I, dr- I have to drive the car to this 
girl's house, and I, I go, uh, might want to come downstairs. The whole front end is just fucking just folded. Oh, folded up. What kind of car was it? It was just, it wasn't even that great of a car, which is important to the story. So then, so then I'm like, thank God you have insurance, you know, and whatever. No insurance. I'm making $12,000 a year. Killing it. Serious XM money. Right. The chick's mom calls me up and goes, we want you to pay for the car. We're not going to report it to our insurance company. I refuse because I simply can't pay for it. So this, this became a thing. You know, moving forward in my time in Buffalo, that they kept demanding that I pay for the car. I'm like, I'm not going to pay for the car. I'll pay for your insurance going up after you fix the car, but that's the best I could do. It became a thing. Right. I never paid for the car. Um, fast forward, I just want to move on from this girl. She's just. Well, the, well but, the, if they were so adamant about that, then that was the old scam. They were going to take your money and then report it to the insurance anyway. I'm sure they yeah. were going to do something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I something wasn't right with that as well. That's the point. Exactly. It the girl wasn't right. right. The situation wasn't right. The mom seemed a little off. Yeah. Right. Something's wrong. So, I finally wake the fuck up and I'm like, I'm trying to move on because she's officially not committing to me, but she kept kept pulling me in every time I tried. She to, was good in the old sack of poo, huh? Yeah, she was all right. Um, she she kept pulling me in when I was trying to push out, and then I started dating other girls, right? And but she would not have that. She wouldn't. She didn't want me as her boyfriend, but she didn't want me to be happy with someone else. I mean, we're talking pure Jeez. psycho, bro. Well, right? That's that's pretty much par for the course. And but my heart was with this girl. But I'm like, you loved her. I, I wouldn't say that to be totally honest with you. But I was I had major feelings for her at the time. Right. As a, a much younger guy. Um, but I'm like, all right, she doesn't, you know, this ain't working and I'm trying to move on. I'm still young and stuff and I want to kind of like, you know, see other girls and stuff. So I get the opportunity, uh, to, uh, come down to Long Island to work at WBAB and that's where I met Anthony for uh, reference point. Right. So I come back from this interview and it's, I'm going to fucking move back home to Long Island for my next radio job. I'm leaving Buffalo, right? Right. So remember, this girl did not want me, but she certainly didn't want to see me with anyone else. But she also knew that I really cared, you know, my heart was... Right, you like Okay, her. all right, right. So all of a sudden, I get back to my apartment, and I see my answer machine, you know, obviously before cell phones. I have, like, a million messages, like 10 or 12 fucking messages. What? I got one or two from friends in the area, like, hey, man, you know, when you get back from Long Island, I want to know how it went, give me a call, blah, 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 basic messages. Then I hear, I, I click the next messages uh, message, and there's a voice. It's her. She goes, hi, this is blah, blah. Just want to let you know I'm just laying here, and someone's with me. Oh, this, now you just tied in the story. Oh, I told you this story? Yes. Oh, my God, this is the back. You're like a quick oh, Tarantino movie. Oh, so that's, yes. Oh, okay. You only told me that part of the story. Now I know this guy, right, the whole right. story with well, this Well, I know. Girl. Oh, oh I left a lot of the psycho shit out. Yes, I'm so happy. So, now I know who this fucking girl is. So she goes... Fuck her. So she goes... Fucking boo. Say hi. And, and then there's Latrell Sweetwell. And then there's... No, not the black guy. Another guy. No, the... the the the, the the ex that she swore she wasn't with anymore. Um, he goes, hi, it's Randy. I'll say his name. Yeah, fuck you, Hi, Randy. it's Randy. Shout out to Randy. No, Kid, he's no longer killer. with us. What happened? You took care of that? I think a uh, little uh, little action. Booger sugar? Maybe. I, I'm not... I'm not or, a, the, or the sweet heroin. Well, he, he was a partier. Let's just put it that way. 
Oh, we're stopping for a cigarette. Oh, awesome. Oh, man. Robert uh, noticed that we need gasaroo too. So really fast for the people that didn't yeah. hear it on a, a past episode. So uh, Randy goes, hi, it's Randy, and I'm with Blank. Oh. And I'm eating her out right now. And oh. It, and it, it is oh. so awesome. And then she freaking takes the phone back and has an orgasm. And you know how, you know, you can't leave a really long message back in the day. I, I forget. She how. called back. Over and over again until she finished. And my little stupid heart was just like, uh, Did you listen to rattling all of them. And then oh. I jerked off in the shower. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. No, no, that's not. That was for no? you. That was for you. No. <laughs> no, my heart sunk to my fucking ankles. I was so oh. bummed out and depressed. And then I literally left Buffalo about, I don't know, maybe two weeks later and never, well, well, then... There's a second part of that story. I think. Well, we'll get, let's go to take a piss and a smoke, and then we'll finish it up. All right. I like this story. You like this story? I like this fucking story. All right. What are we doing? We're having a cigarette break? I'm having a cigarette. Is he getting gas? Are you getting gas, Robert? Yes, it's a commercial break time. No, no, it's not. I'm going to I'm gonna finish this story outside as he smokes, and then uh, and then uh, Joey can take it. All right. So we're on the way to Rochester. Ah. So anyway. No, because I want to end it. Oh, my God. It's like rainy. Robert's driving is insane. Oh, he's the worst. Dude, I was distracted. You should have vetted. I was distracted, too. Like, our, every story we had, we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway. So, anyway, the story goes. She would never. Even when I, I moved to Long Island, she would not leave me alone. No shit. And now you got to fast forward a few years, two or three years. I'm in New Haven, Connecticut. My dad's having quadruple bypass surgery, right? At the veterans hospital up there, and we're staying at the side of a road at in a shitty, shitty motel. Right. All of a sudden, I walk in, and the lady goes, "Are you Greg Hughes?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "There's someone on the line for you." I'm like, "What?" I pick up the phone. Ready for this, Carl? Yeah. It's her. No. She's keeping tabs on me. To this day, I don't know how she knew I was how in that fucking. How did she fucking find you? I, I honestly don't know because it was before. You know, the internet and email and all that. Right. I have no idea. I have no idea. That is insanity. Maybe she was listening to the radio station. I said that, you know, I was going up there. She would just simply not leave me the fuck alone. So anyway, uh, long story short. Ooh, look at this. We get a 1999 runs good, high mileage, or best offer, bro. This could be your new ride. Little Mustang. What? What? I have a car. Yeah, but you should get a new car is my point. Why am I going to get a new car for the winter? I don't think the Fox is going to last too much longer. Yeah, I don't think so either, but still, I mean, this thing's beautiful. Look at this nice Mustang. Well, the window doesn't fit great. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) It might be a problem. So, so I would go back up to Buffalo and Rochester to visit my old boys, and I went to Buffalo. It's broken into. See how it's... Yeah, wow. yeah. It's a nice red Mustang. Should we give out the phone number so someone could buy the car? No, we better not. No. So listen, let me just finish this up, then we can wrap it up. So in one of my travels to uh, Buffalo and Rochester to see my old pals, uh, I looked her up. I called her a long, long time ago. She goes, oh, my God, it would be great to see you. So I saw her, went to her mom's house, said hi to her mom. All's good now. You know, we've all moved on with our lives. 
And then she proceeded to um, have sex with me in, in a car for Yes! <laughs> yes! I knew this story was fucking good. Yes! <laughs> no, no, no. Send that home. <laughs> Send it home. The natural. <laughs> While the lights are going off, you're <laughs> round in third. No, yes! But, but this is the beauty of it. So now that's it. No, it was, we had sex in a car. Did you a, take money from her or something? Because no, that wouldn't be perfect. We had sex in a car at a mall. Uh, and then... I, I don't even think we went and ate, and there was an understanding there, like this is how we should finally end this fucking thing, because it's been a it's been a long, hard a long road. train trip. Right there, you go. That's my Great story. Fucking story. Did you make Robert pay for the gas? <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> you pulled the no wallet at Starbucks. You got Maddie Rock for a coffee. I'm staying away from your car before you make me rotate your fucking tire. <laughs> look at Robert. Look at Robert filling up the gas. Like, he looks like a Playmobil figure. Yes. We're having the time of our life. But he, I've never seen someone hold the pump over his head. <laughs> look at this guy. He's not... He's not having any fun. We're having all oh the fun. God. We're just making... We're a motherfuck you <laughs> the whole time. Let's go in the store and make it worse. We'll come out with drinks and not go it. Robert, you need anything inside? I'm good. You need a drink? I'm good. There's still coffee in there. Are you paying for the gas? Well, for now I am. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want anything inside? All right. What are we getting, uh, Carl? What are we getting? God, he's very responsible. He decided to fill up the, the gas uh, tank. How's Robert tonight? You know, he's a good catch. You know what I mean? I like Robert like, a lot. He's the opposite of me. Like, he would make a girl happy. Yeah. I'd make girls miserable. He... All right, should we uh, should we throw it to Joey for a little while? Joey, play one of those cute songs. What do you mean cute songs? I like his music. But he doesn't want to uh, be described as cute. Oh, he wants to be edgy? Play one of those thrashers. No, he's a real musician. Of course he's a real musician. He's, Bro, they got my halo. The what? The halo ice cream. I'll break your hand if you eat that. What, when you want to cut down on the old calories. 320 calories. Look at it. A little peanut butter cup. Halo top. Nice. All right, Joey, we're going to take a little break. And uh, we're going to continue our trip to Rochester, New York. That's it. Wrap to it see up. Brother Wee. I got a great brother Wee star, I want to tell you. Oh, tell me in the car. Did I ever tell you the car accident story? No. Oh, we got some oh, oh, this good. Oh, oh, there's your tease. Joey, take it away. I get it, Carl. My songs are cute because I don't write hip-hop or hairband metal. I still love you. And by the way, you two are whiny fucking backseat drivers. The fact that Robert doesn't have much to say is a testament to wanting to get you to Rochester in a safe manner. I can almost picture his little feet working overtime, his mind concentrating on the road ahead. And then whipping out the old Company Westwood One Podcast Network credit card to take care of the gas. God bless him. He is, as you say, Greg, a good egg. And unlike the Cuban, he's not drinking and driving. And speaking of, here's Greg with a reminder for the holiday season. This episode is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. NHTSA is working hard to change habits and save lives during the holiday season. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You could get in a crash, people could get hurt or killed, but let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. 
Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet, too. You could get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? How about plan a safe ride home before you start drinking, designate a sober driver, or call a taxi? If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure, you're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. Continues to Rochester, New York, to see Brother Wee. I'm gonna throw that fucking thing out the window. On the road again. Uh, 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 uh. What's your favorite uh, driving song, there, Robert? Little oh. Foot. <laughs> Little Feet. Anything by Little Feet. Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down. I turn everything into a salsa song. Yeah. Eastbound, cha cha cha. We're back in the uh, the back seat of my car. You're back. No, you gotta be. Come on, bro. We gotta get younger listeners. We're in the back of your whip. My whip. Right. And we are whipping back and forth because no Robert's driving. <laughs> 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 Holy shit! Holy shit! Uh, I you think it's like it's just. I took a turn. And I, I I did my hour of driving. You did. You did an excellent job. Kept it straight. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. And somewhere in Scranton, man, we were up high. Oh yes, Opie. Let me tell you something, guys. If you ever drive with Opie, he he describes everything you're actually seeing right next to him. Look at the frost on the trees, everybody. Oh, the frost is building up. Oh boy, look at the mist coming off of that car. Whoa, look at that truck. Can you tell? Oh, look at look at the mountain. Look, those trees don't have frost. Those do. Look up there. I'm like, first of all, I have ice. ice. Oh, it was ice. Second of all, I've done radio for way too long. Oh, I gotta over describe everything. He doesn't stop. Going to the left lane. Weather at three. Weather at on the threes. That's what I love about these things. We end up hating each other two hours in. We can't last more than two hours in a car together. Oh my And then I was getting mad at the radio. Oh my oh, it's the best you like song would come on, he's like, Fuck, I love this song. He's like, I love all these stupid female rock singers. <laughs> I got mad because Florence and the Machine came on. I know. As my brother would say, she's a handsome woman. Oh, my God. But then we found middle ground because we both liked the Breeders, that song Cannibal. Cannibal is a great song, man. Good song. Great, great Ba-na-na. hook. Right? That's how it starts. Yeah. Great hook in that song. She was good in the Pixies. You think uh, Joey's throwing a little Cannibal under this little uh, uh, section right now? You think he did? I'd love to hear him play that. Oh, absolutely. He can slap that shit nice. Real nice. He's really, he's really uh, talented. He's really talented. It's, it's, it's scary how talented he is. I, You know what, though? I hear, I, I see his tweets. Yeah. And he interacts a lot with the fans, which is awesome. I think Joey has a quiet rage under, <laughs> under him. Oh, yeah. I can feel it. The tweets, I can feel it. I'm Sicilian. I, I, uh, I've called Joey a lot on the road, coming back from podcasts and stuff. We, we've had some conversations. I can't wait to really get into it with Joey on the podcast. He's got a hot wife. Uh, very hot wife. Right? Yeah, he's doing okay for himself down there in Texas, outside he Dallas. A nice, he took a nice picture uh, in front of a Christmas tree the other day on Twitter. 
Yeah. He looked like uh, he just won like a real estate award. <laughs> but she looked great. He looked like Joey, like he just got the, the double diamond. <laughs> the double diamond sales award. <laughs> and she's way smarter than him. Yeah. I could tell. You could tell, she right? Was, she actually was looking at the camera. Joey was kind of drifted off a little bit. <laughs> Had a little glaucoma look to him. There's <laughs> a little cloudy in the eyes. It's eggnog. <laughs> Joey's the creative one. Yeah. And I think his son and his wife are way smarter than him. Oh, yeah. You know what those, like, I look at Joey and stuff like with Jesus, his kids. Like, Robert? Robert. This isn't a rally race, buddy. This isn't a time trial, cuz. I swear to God, we just went up on the two left wheels. Oh, my God. You felt that, right? Yes. He's all right. Oh, my God. Anyway, we're uh, on the way to Rochester. and uh, I'm sitting in the back, and I can see both his forearms. <laughs> <laughs> we... We posted a picture on my my uh, my Instagram, which is Opie Radio, and Twitter, Opie Radio, and uh, Robert's in the picture. Where we stopped at the Flying J uh, truck stop halfway to Rochester, had to get some D and D, uh, and everyone's commenting about Robert. They're, they're amazed that he's able to stand up <laughs> without assistance. That tweet. Yeah, yeah, because that was really funny. Because we uh, established a while ago on this podcast that Robert has very small feet. Yes. But we made him wear his uh, snowshoes for this trip, yeah. so he wouldn't fall over. It'd be so embarrassing if <laughs> He's we had got them '70s moon boots. Right, <laughs> looks like R2D2. <laughs> so I was getting mad at the radio. What other songs did I get mad at? I got mad Every at single one of them. Oh, Genius of Love. Yes. Love that song. How do you remember titles? Uh, of songs because I was a music jock for a while there. Uh, what else did we hear? Uh, Florence and the Machine. Beck. That, that Beck song I love. What album was that off, Robert? Wasn't that off of uh, Midnight Vultures? I don't know. It was the one. I don't get back. I don't get back. I don't know the words. I don't get back. Oh, that wasn't back. That was uh, Gwen Stefani and Moby. No, that was the other song I got. No, that was another song. right. You're wrong. No. Drop me off. Holy shit, I just hummed (laughs) the Beck song, you idiots. You're going to lose. I'll have Littlefoot swivel. I'll swivel in that chair and kick you in the chest. <laughs> he won't even get out of his seat. No, then it was Gwen Stefani and uh, and Moby, and I got mad at that song too. Yeah, you got very angry at the radio. There's yes. only one Moby song I really like. It's like an instrumental. It's really which good. one? I don't know. I played it in a video. I was in a music video once, and they played it. You know that Moby's really rich, huh? Moby, and not what? from music. What's it from? From stocks, is he really? I think he did. He was on the show once. I think it was uh, Whole Foods. I think he got in early on Whole Foods stock and something else. Oh shit! He's very rich from uh, playing the market. I made to... more money doing that than music. He uh, he had a sandwich shop in New York City called Little Sandwich Shop or something. Yeah. And uh, I remember um, he invited a bunch of chefs like to come check it out. Oh really? And like quietly. Yeah. So he was like watching us, but like. He wasn't saying it was uh, like I don't know how it worked, but he just wanted to get like feedback. But he didn't want him to know. like he was being such a celebrity in his head. Like I don't want him to know it's me. I want real feedback. Right. And we we're all in here like cow piss. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> da, da, da. And we never heard from that again. But that was pretty funny. Was it bad? Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't it was, that good. Well, it was like his music. It was too complicated. No, <laughs> 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 what's funny about this road trip too? I had a bag of cookies that I was too scared to. Introduced to to Carl and Robert. Well, uh, it shouldn't be Robert because his mom uh, 
light on the chocolate scales. I mean, oh, was, that's right. Remember? Yeah. yeah like, and I felt, I didn't know how to tell him. <laughs> I guess now. Straight out. Oh, I did? This wait, is, what? Wait, what? You do this for a living, right? You said. <laughs> is that, I did, what was it? Your, your... My mother made uh, molded chocolate. Is the, and he goes, yeah, I could tell. There's air bubbles in it. <laughs> I told her the whole thing. She goes, but did he like it? He didn't hate it, but I don't think he'd buy it from you. Well, that's fine. As long as your friend got a minute. Okay. Right. Robert's just babbling about his mom's chocolate. Yeah. I got bored. <laughs> I get so bored. <laughs> I love when you get bored. It's my favorite. I got great focus. <laughs> you do, but not you when you got the ADD, and I got the great focus. Let, but let me tell you, that, but I've learned. Yeah, I've learned, and I learned this from my brother, who has zero bedside manner. Right. Let me tell you the story. So my brother, um, well, let's start with my mother. Okay, my mother does, does a lot of shitty things, right? I think we got similar moms. That's why we get along, right? So my brother, when he first when he first uh, started doctoring, <laughs> hashtag doctor easing, right? <laughs> um, he would send samples. It's illegal, but we're Cuban, so you know, no capa, no stapa. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. But he would send samples to my mom, like, "Hey, listen, if you have if, you're, if this hurts or something," and he would send pills and do this. My mom started a syndicate in the condominium. She started prescribing to people in her condo. So my brother finds out. He's like, "Ma, you're gonna get my license removed. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is for you. What do you? What do you? What do you? You have some kind of fucking third world Blue Cross clinic fucking going on <laughs> in the fourth floor." There's a line of Cubans, like, I'm waiting for their pills at 4 o'clock, waiting right. for their meds. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> so my mom got pinched, and we took, they took all the samples away. So when my brother would show, me and my brother would show up to Miami to go visit my mom, in my grandmother's room, my mother set up a makeshift medical office for no. my brother and had 10 Cubans on the couch waiting for my brother to check something that hurts. So she would set these all these people up in the condo to, so my brother give them free fucking checkups. No. Yes, that rules. Yes. So my brother's like exhausted. Probably killed four fucking people in surgery that week, and he doesn't want to think about anything. Here's a bunch of dying Cubans. So one day, this guy comes and he goes. Uh, he brought like his X-rays and stuff, and he says, "You know, George. Uh, you know, my doctor says that you know I have this or that." It was like this kind of cancer, this and and I I, I don't believe him because I feel great. Uh, he, I, but I got the X-rays. My goes, oh, it's hard for me. He goes, let me let me bring down this shit. He puts the, the thing against the window, the X-ray, so he can read it right. He goes, well, your doctor was wrong. The odds of you actually being alive right now are crazy. He says, you have this, this, and this. I'm giving you weeks. All of a sudden, <laughs> God's crying. Everything's a mess. My mother's yelling out. How can you say that to him? He goes, Mom, you're the one that brought him to me. Right. You know what I mean? Kin- cl- clinic spooked all the other Cubans. <laughs> that was it. Clinic <laughs> clinic closed. I looked at my brother. I go, George, was it that bad? He goes, eh. <laughs> wow. And then that was it. You canceled the whole clinic. That was it for mommy's clinic. Oh, she was trying to make a few bucks on the side, huh? Unfucking believable. Did, did people sort of give money or something for the well, service? Now these are these are hardcore Cubans, bro. Like, 
I'm sure my mom got the free espresso at three o'clock. That's what I mean. Maybe a, a sugar cookie. Here's a chicken. Yeah, right. hey, you know, you, I'd like to see your son. He's a little right. ham dip. Right. <laughs> right. You know, maybe a good seat by the pool. Hey, I brought your towels in. It started to rain. I like get it's it. like you know, that's yeah, it. sure a little bartering. Yeah, it's a currency, like the currency of fucking garbage people. Right. But uh, what were we talking about before that? I had too much coffee. Did you really? Yeah. I, we're just babbling as we go to Rochester. I love it. Um, we were talking about the bed music on the radio and Moby and uh, Robert's mom's chocolate. That that was wonderful. Oh, yeah. And your kid made those oh, cookies. Oh, that's delicious. what it was. So, that's what it was. So there was a bag of uh, cookies that I brought for the road trip that my wife and my kids made. Right. And I was too scared to announce it to the car because Carl's a Food Network star. Right. And you never know how that's going to go. Right. So um, what did you think of the cookies? Um... I thought they were absolutely delicious. Really? Yes. I even sent the message. Uh, yeah, let me find the video that you sent to my... Uh, my, my kids love Carl. <laughs> and you, you sent this. And then I'll tell you what was writ- what my wife wrote back. Very good job, Chef. I really appreciate these cookies. Can you hear that? Let me try it again. Hold on. Do it again. Joey, boost up the value. Yeah, he will. Very good job, Chef. I really appreciate these cookies. And I called them chef because that's the ultimate sign of respect because they did something nice. So we sent the video and my wife wrote back, that's so nice, I might cry. And then she wrote, big, big smiles from the kids. They're so happy he likes them because he is a chef, they said. So you really like the cookies? I did. Actually, I like the cookies. They're ice cream cookies, I think they're called. Yeah, I don't know about that name. And, well, it's a recipe that uh, is in my wife's family for a long time. Right. And so I, think I don't she... know who, who got it from what book a long time ago, but those are uh, French Madeleine-style cookies. Really? Yeah. They're tasty. They're delicious. So, oh, I was going to tell my uh, brother... Does she Whit- have any Pennsylvania Dutch in her? She's, um, no. Miners. Miners? Yeah, her family, they were a bunch of miners back in the day. Where, where, tough, tough. Where would people. where would they come from? Like the hills of Pennsylvania. But where were they? Were they German? Right? They're German. They're German. Where were the miners? Like weren't they? Like the West Virginia miners were German, right? I guess I don't or, know. Or Polish, Hungarian. Yeah, you're right. Right? Yeah, yeah, Robert. You're right. You're absolutely right. right. My people are from there too. Yeah, you're right. All right. One of my favorite documentaries that no one else likes except me is the one. I don't know the name of it. Joey's going to add it in here, right, Joey? Poor guy. We know nothing. <laughs> I love that he's our Siri. Yeah. So uh, there's a town in Pennsylvania that I'm dying to go to. Maybe we'll hit it on the way back. The town right? that's burning? They're burning under the ground. Yeah, I, I want to go to that too. too. Well, I beat you both to it already, folks, because I am an avid Appalachian Trail hiker. In fact, when I lived in New York, which was only six years ago, I used to hike sections of the Appalachian Trail up at Bear Mountain and in New Jersey and, of course, Pennsylvania. And that town is called Centralia, and it's been burning because it's a mining town. It's been burning since 1962. If you really want to get a history of this town with a little humor in it, read the book A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. It'll give you everything you need to know about this town and what it's like to hike through it. you got to be careful because you can easily be swallowed up by the land. And this tidbit, I didn't even have to look up online. 
Back to you. So it's an underground fire that's been burning how long now? Anybody? For 40 years. At least. Yes. Over 50 years, but thanks for playing. Yeah, and, and the whole town is like a ghost town. And it's, it's a ghost town. And, 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 and it's smoking smokes. everywhere. But the, but the best is And like, then the roads, they've turned into giant graffiti roads. Yeah, it's awesome. I want to go. So do I. I want to go there. Holy shit. Is it on the way home, you I think? I think so. Joey, get you check. Done. Yeah, give us a little info on that town. It's awesome. <sighs> and I, I, I'm intrigued by the town. Yeah. And the way the, the federal government decided it's just cheaper to move the people right. than to fix the town. And they, and I think you, they figured out that to stop the fire would be almost impossible to begin with. Supposedly it's going to burn for hundreds of years. Um, and it would cost way too much money to actually put the fire out. So they decided to just let it go. And it was an awesome little town. And I think it's an old mining, uh, mine that... Uh, yeah, it was a mine, yeah. That, that went up uh, in flames and they just figured they could, they couldn't stop it. They took, I went to see the mines, you know, because I'm, I'm boys with everybody in my town. Um, and uh, I'm with the, with the guys from the fire department and stuff. So one guy, he's, he loves telling me the history of the town and... And it's a big mining town where I live. So all the mines where I live are flooded. Completely flooded. Full of fresh water. Delicious water. And um, all the hills... you can't. My cell phones don't work up there. Because they're the, it's the richest ore deposit in North America. In, in, northern, in Northeast America. And he took me down by the, by the lake. And there's a building perfectly untouched... And it was one of the foundries where they made cannonballs in the Civil War. Really? It's awesome looking. Could, did you go underground at all? No, it's under. It's all. I know you said it's all flooded, but yeah. then I was wondering if there was a section where you could still you go could, underground. Yeah, they'll get us in there. Love going underground. What is it with you? Love it. That's why white people die in the weirdest way. Like that white guy who got killed with all the arrows when they when he got hired a fisherman to take him to that oh, island. Oh, Jesus. That, guy. that guy's a dope. Well, in this day and age, if you... If you if you die by arrow, yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I think those people on that island... He was a missionary, though. He was a missionary trying to spread the, the, the word of God. Yeah, that worked the and, first time. The old crusades. They right. did a good job. Pay for he, Jesus while I cut your head off. And then he went to an island where they didn't play, and they killed them with arrows. With arrows. And those are going to be those shitty arrows. With this, they, <laughs> what they made the, the, the points out of fucking rocks and shit. You know right, how, right. That, what that kind of puncture wound is? Right. <laughs> you shouldn't be dying in this day and age by arrows. No, no, you should. Right? Your, yeah, your mother-in-law okay. is the one that should kill you. All right. Um. So yeah, we're on our way to Rochester. I want to tell my brother Wee story. My best brother Wee story. Let's do it. So you fast forward a whole bunch of years. Like, uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, he's my mentor. Learned a lot. What from... years is nineteen fifty one? Oh Jesus, a long time ago. Uh, early nineties, somewhere around there. Um, and then fast forward a whole bunch of years. I uh, signed the big deal with Anthony in New York. Right. That changed my life. Let's just put it that way. Changed everything. Yeah. Like literally. Overnight. Never, never have to work again. All that horse. When you sign the deal, how long before you get the first check? Um, I don't. I, I guess you know you sign a new contract. So a couple weeks later, and then you, you see this number. You're like, what? I'm going to get more of these. What? And what'd you get paid? Weekly? Monthly? How does that work? Well, back in the day, my agent, like, when we came from Boston, where they they really didn't pay us well. So how much were you making? In, in Boston? In Boston, in Boston, uh, in Boston um, when I started up there in 95, right. they, signed, they signed me for $40,000 a year. 
What uh, part of the building were you cleaning? No kidding. <laughs> Jesus. And then by the time... When I was a senior in high school, I was making $40,000 a year. Oh, no shit. By the time we left Boston, we were making about sixty to 65000 a year. I don't have a job now and I'm making a hundred. Right. And that was because we didn't have a, an agent. Back then, I was doing all the deals as best I could. Right. Um, our GM, who I love to this day, Bruce Mittman, he, he fucking played us. Big time. He got you good. Oh, yeah, because when we were at AF, we were the first show. Robert knows all this because he was working at ZLX in Boston. Uh, what did Robert do? He had the video game hour? What were you doing for ZLX, Robert? I was, uh, I ran the road crew and I was on the air weekends. Tell, tell Carl how big we were in Boston. They were huge in Boston. We were huge and our competition, who we were kicking their ass, how much was Pereno and all those guys making, if you had to guess? Oh, when he was at BCN, he was probably making half a million dollars. He was making a half a million dollars in Boston. Me and Anthony are kicking his fucking ass, making at the end of our run about sixty to sixty-five thousand each. That's how, yeah. That's how. That's how much they were taking advantage of us. Uh, you saw that? <laughs> I, oh my god! <laughs> Did you see? You saw that car on the side of the road, right, Which Robert? Is why we went over to the other lane? No, so we, we didn't did hit that no, car. No, we didn't. Really? We didn't. He's got this thing where when you go close to the lane. It what? You say that again? You've got this thing in this car when you, if I were to veer into that other lane, like bells and whistles and fucking the shit vibrates. Yeah, that's called yeah. hitting another car. That's yeah. the vibration. That's a warning that you might be a little too close yeah. to something. When someone's scalp is on the windshield. Right. <laughs> My right butt cheek is bruised right now from the vibrating because yeah. you were so close now to the got, car that was now that I, was broken down on the side of a highway. I, I ate White Castle yesterday. This is That was so close that my underwear are ruined. Holy, you saw that, right? <laughs> oh, I got a skid mark. It looks like John Force hit the gas down there. <laughs> John Forsyth did the first nine-second quarter down there. <laughs> that car just shaved the side of my car. Did you see that? Oh, the side of our car now has a blue pinstripe. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, my God. I, I stopped Fuck. breathing for a second. What was I saying? Oh, so... Jesus, fast in the fucking furious so, up here. So, in Boston, by the time we left, we were making 60000 65000 Killing uh, it. <laughs> uh, Mittman took advantage of us. We did the best we could, but... Uh, there's a there's a famous story Let where me ask you, wait, wait, wait. I just I just this is the way that I like I like details of stories. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go there. So, but wait, wait, <clears throat> I, you missed the detail. So when you left before you left Boston, what's this guy's name? Mittman. Uh, Bruce Mittman. He's shorter than Rob, by the way. Okay, so he's handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> and he drove a giant suburban. With the, with the thing on the wheel? And me and Anthony used to make fun of him saying that he needed a rope ladder to get into his own car. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. He killed him. So, so let me ask you a question. I got a million Bruce Mittman stories. So when Bruce Mittman, yeah. mini, mini Bruce Mittman, did he fight to keep you guys when you said we're leaving? He loved us to death, but he also knew how to work us. So, no, that's why I decided to get us fired. So that's when you said the mayor was killed. Oh my! You don't know all this. No, so, I know, but so, so you're, you're telling me you told you you were on the air saying the mayor got killed for forty grand. No, for we were at sixty sixty five, but we had offers in New York. I, I only started admitting all this in recent years, right? Because I because they were mad at me, but I'm like, fuck you, man! If you're only paying us sixty to sixty five thousand, and New York's calling for over a hundred, guess what? We're gonna get our asses fired. I, I told Ant the whole strategy. Wow. So. Mintman famously, this is after we were up there a couple years crushing it, beating BCN. Robert, did anyone beat BCN before me and Anthony? Nobody beat BCN in that demo before you and Anthony. And we killed BCN, crushed them. 
and, and our competition was making half a million and we're sitting there making 60, 65 each. So we were getting a little mad inside. And then we went to Bruce Mittman and he famously took us to a, a, a Chinese buffet on Route 9 outside of, um, uh, where was the station? I forgot. Fuck. It was in Worcester. It wasn't. We were outside Worcester. Oh, Ashland? Ashland. Thank you. Uh, the people that listen to us in Boston will love the the, us being local So Route 9 Had a Chinese buffet Bruce goes Meet me there So we can negotiate A new contract Big spender And and he's kissing our, our ass Saying we're the whole station And this and that And we want you guys To continue And then he In the middle of our Chinese buffet He slides a piece of paper Over to me and Anthony To show him the number He wants to give us Anthony famously Looked at the piece of paper We've, we've told this story a million times Looks at this tiny piece of paper With a number written on it I forgot what it was Maybe it was saying 65,000 each Or whatever it was And Anthony Looks at the piece of paper Folds it back up Puts it on the table And then openly laughs at Bruce But we had no other offer So we had to take it ah. So we took it So then Next thing you know New York is starting to sniff around They want us And we flew down for an interview at, uh, who did we meet back then? I guess we met corporate. They're like, we want to bring you to New York. And we're we're both New York guys, At right? $65,000 a year, you flew down. Would you come down in a biplane? They paid for everything, obviously. Oh, good. So, um, and then they look at us and they go, it's too bad that you guys just signed a contract because we would, we would sign you tomorrow. And a little light bulb in my head went, okay, this is what we got to do. We got to go back up to Boston and get our asses fired. So I didn't know how we were going to do it. This was the days, Robert knows, Robert's an old school radio guy. These were the days when you got fired for a big radio stunt, radio stations all over the country wanted you. Yep. They wanted that right. fucking exposure. Now if you do the big stunt and get fired, uh, they, they pretty much ruin your career. Thus then why we're podcasting. Anyway. <laughs> so, glad I jumped on this train. <laughs> chew, motherfucking chew. <laughs> so... So we go up to uh, go back up to uh, uh, Boston, and I'm like, we just got to get ourselves fired, and these guys are going to hire us. Long story short, mayor's prank, April Fools. Let's tell the whole city of Boston the mayor died in a car accident. We got our asses fired. Worked perfect. But then we go down to New York. Uh, no, we get fired, and then I I call my connections in New York. Like, all right, we're free. You know, we're now fucking fired, right? And they got cold feet at first. Like, that was a biggie. That one was a biggie. So then, uh, corporate, I forgot his name. He goes, I'm going to fly you down to Washington. you got to meet the head of programming for CBS Radio. Uh, uh, Dan Mason? Yep. Dan Mason. Thank you, Robert. So Dan Mason calls and says, uh, we're flying you to Washington tomorrow. Me and Anthony fly. We pack our bags like we're going to fucking have a good time in, in Washington and do this interview. We walk into his office. We talk to him for about a half hour. I explained the reason why we did all this, right, behind closed doors. He knew that it wasn't something that we were just stupid about, that I really thought this out and said, you know, uh, this was a way to get out of our contract. He goes, all right, I'm satisfied. I'm going to call you a cab to get you back to the airport. I'm like, we thought we were going to stay in Washington for the night. We flew back and uh, forth. You walk around Washington. with your luggage? <laughs> Yeah. You so, fucking hillbillies. <laughs> so so he was satisfied by our half-hour meeting and the sticks. He, uh, we get a ride back to the airport. We're back in Boston for fucking dinner. And then uh, fast forward, they're now negotiating a contract uh, uh, for us to, to to start in New York, either at K-Rock or NEW. But then Howard didn't want us at K-Rock, so we had to go to NEW. That's a story right. for another time. Right. But I remember my agent calling me and going, first offer is... $100,000 a year I go Fucking when do we sign He goes relax I'm going to get you way more And he did 
It was a, it was a little, well, I probably, I, I don't remember the exact number, but it was over a hundred G's, which was life changing for me. Fast forward a couple of years. Now, um, Q104 wants to put us in moorings up against Howard. CBS radio freaks the fuck out. And they had a clause in the contract where they could match any offer. And that forced them to, to make all these changes in all these radio stations to put me and Anthony on, um, uh, in syndication and afternoon drive and, and keep us away from Howard Stern and mornings. That deal was for the big, that's when it started. That was the big seven, seven figure, nice. big seven figure. And no more Honda Accord with the fence. No, and, and even more than that, life changing. So were you like Oprah when you came home? You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> it was insane. I didn't know what to do because my whole life I, I truly just never had money. So how it relates to Rochester, Brother Weeze has always been my boy, and I came up to go on a boat trip with Brother Weeze and his wife and my girlfriend at the time, and to celebrate a little bit, right? I wanted to show Papa. He's, brother Weeze is my friend, my brother, and like a father figure to me, and my mentor. He's, he's all those things, all those categories. So I come up, I'm like, let's go and celebrate in Rochester. So we go up to Rochester. We're going to go to Brother Weez's boat. We stop at Wegmans in um, on Wegmans. Monroe. Wegmans. Wegmans. Wegmans on uh, Monroe Avenue. And then we're going to get a bite to eat. So we're on uh, Monroe Avenue, and we're ready to make a left turn to, into this restaurant. And then Robert comes and crashes into it. <laughs> <laughs> Two lanes of traffic are completely stopped and give us a hole to make the left turn into this, um, into this strip mall to eat before we go on our boat trip. So the, the guy waves us on. Weez puts his hand up like thank you and, and makes the left right there's a fucking turning lane a third lane turning lane oh boy bro car hits me going at least 40 50 miles an hour right. he's in a giant truck so we get t-boned right into a telephone pole the whole car gets pushed about 20 feet into a telephone pole Jesus Christ. he pops all four tires all the airbags go off right smoke in the car have you ever been in a, a car crash with the airbags yeah. It's fucking terrifying, yeah. right? I go sideways because the car hit right where I was sitting in the front. I was in the passenger seat. My nose hits the uh, the rear view mirror and breaks it. Right. All of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, I got to get the fuck out of the car. So me and Weez climb out his, uh, his window on the driver's side. Airbags blown out. His wife and my girl at the time are in the back seat still in the car. We save ourselves. <laughs> Perfect. We save ourselves and go, oh, maybe we should save them too. Yeah, yeah. And we pull them out of the car. Long story short, my nose swells up to three or four times the size immediately. Oh my God. All our groceries, because we went to Wegmans, it was a pickup type of truck. Right. Uh, all over Route 9. Uh, Route 9, now I'm getting my roads uh, mixed up. Monroe Avenue, sorry. Um, and all of a sudden, Weeze looks at me and I'm shaking like, holy fuck, I got to go to the hospital. I, you know, I got to fix this fucking nose. He looks at me, Vietnam vet, did a bunch of tours in Vietnam. Looks at me, he goes, doesn't look that bad, bruh. Let's, let's, let's do the boat trip anyway. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so we go inside, we have lunch. I, I have a few shots to calm the fucking nerves. Nose is just a mess. Wait, don't you wait for the cops or anything? Uh, the cops showed up to, to write out the report and stuff. He calls a guy, I don't know who to this day. That's why you and him get along. Right. He's, he's got guys like Carl's got guys. Next thing you know... Somebody pulls up with a brand new fucking truck for him. We we gather up all our groceries, what we can off the road, off the side of the road, put it in the uh, in his truck, and then we still went on our boat trip with the with me and my broken nose. 
This was literally a week after I signed a seven-figure deal to do syndicated radio. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and I never got it fixed. If, if I don't like you touching me, but if 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 you took your two fingers and go like this, it still moves up and down. Robert, I want to touch you up. And watch how awkward it gets. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Grab here. Now go up and down. You hear oh, it? there it is. You hear it? That's a boxer's nose. You got like a boxer's nose. Yeah, I nose. never got it fixed. Oh my God, it's a little crooked now <laughs> yeah, that I'm looking at it. Yeah, it is. Nice, so. <laughs> Wait, that pretty after all. <laughs> Can you pull over? He wants to disinfect his face. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. His nose is pregnant. <laughs> we used to do those, um, we used to do those boat trips from um, Rochester all the way to Canada. Stop in the middle of the lake. Right. Lake, uh, which one is it up there? Lake Ontario, I guess, right? Lake Ontario, we'd stop in the middle, jump in the water, and and and, um, and uh, shampoo and stuff in the in the fresh water. Right. Get back on, get to the other side, and and wine and dine at the uh, the little uh, boat slips on the other side in Canada. Great times. Oh shit! You know, I was thinking the other day. This is out of the blue. So down the street from my from where I live, well, and nothing's down the street. A couple miles down. Yeah. They do an AA meeting. And I went the other day because I'd never gone to one before. Ooh, nice fucking people. Nice people. You know what I mean? And the thing was, you want to hear something funny? <laughs> <laughs> you got so, drinks afterwards. <laughs> I had a little flask in my pocket during the meeting. But I just sat in it. I didn't, like, the guy's like, welcome, brother. What's, I'm like, fuck you, bro. I'm just hanging out. Why, why did you want to go there? I'm just curious. All right. I was just taking a little look-see. Well, I was in the car with some old chef, really famous chef. And, one, and this is a while ago. And he told me, he says, Carl, there's going to come a point where you have to stop drinking. He's like, we're athletes and you're getting to that point. He says, I would be dead. He goes, he started telling me, so like I lived in my car, I did this, and, you know, and I lost my wife and I was like, and I said, honestly, living in the car, been there, lost a wife, good idea. You know what I mean? So I go to this AA meeting. And it started off great. And this is what a piece of shit I am. Every single person was given their rock bottom story. And it wasn't my rock bottom. Oh, my God. You think, you're like Tom Brady. I think I can do another. Year. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting there like an old quarterback. Like the woman, he's like, yeah. And then, you know, I sold my kid. I'm like. Overrated. Like it wasn't like I wasn't like I wasn't getting. It wasn't really a story that really hooked me. It was oh like I thought these guys were kind of light in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like this guy's like lost everything. I'm like, it doesn't look like you lost a lot. I mean, from looking from the look, it looks like you lost your keys and you came here <laughs> right. like a bitch. But it, it was um, yeah. I think I got to go to a place with some maybe a little harder stories. Oh my god! But I went to go. <laughs> but but the, shouldn't that show you if your stories? Outdo their stories that made them stop drinking. That maybe it's time. I didn't see it that way. I saw like I still like. You know. I'm, I'm just spinning it the other way. Is there like an? If AA... you're outdoing all their bottom stories, then. Eh. I, but their bottom stories was like six months of me. I mean, I was just like, what's going on? I mean, is there an AA plus that I can go to? Or an <laughs> AA elite? Shall <I> <laughs> uh, we look into that? If there's like a like a superhero AA. Right? <laughs> but it was, you know what? It was really nice. It, it was it was really 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 nice, and I think one day I'm gonna end up in there, and there I think go. it's gonna be for the best. There you go. I'm not gonna push you. Oh, you push me every day. I ask. Opie, Opie, every time he Bro, sees me. Bro, as a friend, I, I don't ask. know. But Opie, and I don't do it. I don't do it in that way where I'm a nag. Opie's the only way. person 
that I tell everything to because you approach me with no pressure. Thank you. Like, you never add... You know what pisses me off? When someone asks you what's going on, but they can't help but adding their own story. Oh, no. Because they really don't want to talk about me. They want to talk about them making believe they're talking about me. Right. Right? But I hope you'll come up to me. Just happened. We were in Dunkin' Donuts before, before we started this podcast. Robert's in the bathroom... I guess his feet got caught in the grout in the <laughs> tiles, and so he took a little while. You know, you get jammed up. It's like a woman in the heels. Can know? I interrupt for a second? <laughs> yeah. The other night, we, you know, because I got the two small kids, we watch all the animated features, and right. Smallfoot is finally on demand. I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> I was laughing the whole time, and I wanted to it's text funny, you his feet so aren't that bad, small, Robert. His feet aren't that small. It's just funny. It's just funny to bust his walls. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, so I, um... What was I saying? Oh, I, I asked you how you doing. That's all. Yeah. So then, so then, Opie always check in. Opie always, and that's what exactly what he says. He's like, uh, "We're waiting at Dunkin' Donuts. I got my coffee." And he just walks up to me, and Opie looks at me, and goes, uh, "How you doing with all that stuff?" <laughs> and I said, "You know, not bad. And I've had better days." He's like, "All right, let's get back in the car." Yeah, and that was it. it. No, I don't want to be. No, no. And then uh, you know, and then that makes me open up. I, I'm like. All right, Opie, you got me. There's, uh, I got two in the freezer. <laughs> no, I, real moment. I think, uh, I think Carl hasn't reached his potential yet. I think you should be. I know. But I because think the bar's open at eleven where I live. I mean, I mean, you do whatever you want that makes you happy. I, you know, that's where I'm at. But I think that it, it, it would be a shame if you don't hit your uh, potential someday. Yeah. Because I, I truly think that the Food Network is crazy to not give you your own show. Well, I'm damaged goods, man. You know, I'm older. I have... Uh, you don't fit the algorithm? I don't fit the algorithm. I, I, like Judy Gold was saying on the, the last podcast? Well, the problem is, is the problem is, is I'm a loose cannon. Yeah, you know, but that's where the good stuff comes uh, from. Uh, for regular TV. There's a, I know. But let me tell you something. But that's why half these people don't understand. They get frustrated by the success I've had over the years and, and you've had success because you fuck that's where the good shit comes from but Opie but Opie if you watch a TV show right or a reality show right. uh, that's why reality shows are pretty popular or or a radio show like me and Ant did over the years and what I'm doing with the solo shit it's unpredictable that's where the good shit comes from and that's where the audience comes in well first of all reality get, shows are a myth well, I was I was in LA and I was with somebody that it's a big producer I, I, of a big reality show. Yeah, and I, right? I, I got to stop you. I yeah. meant the first couple years yeah. of reality shows. Now it's so predict. It's more predictable. But than you know Network what I TV. saw? So I'm at the dude's house. This dude, I mean, beautiful house. I mean, everything. And we're talking about TV and this and that. And I'll go into the second story, which is why, why we are where we are with TV and why podcasts and all this is happening. Shows me, shows me a thing. They're called reality actors internally. Right. They have acting coaches on staff, right? They have scripts, but they call them overviews, scene overviews. But this is, it's a soap opera. Right. It is all bullshit. And what it's turned into is an unbelievable, um, there's an actress that you'll hear about sooner or later, maybe probably when this podcast comes out, that she's launching a makeup line. And they're attaching... They're building a reality show just to launch this multi-million dollar makeup line. Jesus. And people just go in hook, line, and sinker. So now shows are like QVC. It's all product placement. Right. It's a giant fucking commercial. It's too bad. It's unfucking believable But, you know, cooking TV and all this is... It, that's why everyone's struggling. And, that, you know, that's why Discovery Channel 
you know, that Discovery Channel, that's a big channel. I mean, I have to, but it's hard to get traction on TV. If, say, uh, Sean Hannity, let's use Sean Hannity on, 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 what is he on? Fox News. Fox News. He's the second highest paid uh, person in entertainment now, right? You have Judge Judy on TV. Judge Judy made a hundred and something million last year. He's close to it or whatever. Oh, and we used to kick his ass on radio. Yeah. Fuck, Robert! Jesus. He's getting weird. Triggered! He's triggered. <laughs> but the ratings that they're, they're, they get, you would have got fired 15 years ago. Right. For those ratings. Oh, I know. People are like patting themselves on the back to have 2 million people. Yeah. There's a podcast about living in your van that has 2 million fucking right. people. Right. No, the... You don't understand what I'm the saying? It's of, over. The slice, the slice of pie is gone. The it's, slice of pie is getting thinner It's crumbs and thinner of pie. That's what the guy thinner. told me in LA. It's yeah, crumbs. that's about right. You're picking up crumbs all That's about right. There. You know, it's over. Yeah. It's fucking over. I, I mean, mean, look at us. Gotta, look, we gotta, look. You can't even reach the steering wheel. This is what we're at. <laughs> we're going to die in this car. Bro, when I, had, when I was at the peak of my success, right. we had a massive radio show before phones, right. before social media. That means you had so many more people that were desperate for entertainment. Right. The the numbers we were doing were insane. No one will ever get to that level again. No one will. No. And and the reason they won't is because the Did you feel that? I felt it. I'm uh, I'm trying to be cool because I think he's annoyed. You think he's annoyed that he's gonna kill us? He can't be mad that he's gonna murder two celebrities. I, I've had a couple thoughts, I'll be honest with you. Did it get I, close? I mean his swerving's a little scary, right? And then I'm thinking I almost told you I loved you at one point. I was like, yeah, man, this is it. <laughs> I, uh, and then I'm thinking, I, we didn't really vet him properly. You didn't. And what if he's one of these guys, like... He's, the, sudden, he's the Mike Sappho of driving. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's going to give us some speech, and then next thing you know, he's going to do that hard turn to the right into oh a ravine. God, you, that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> I, I don't want to die in a car with you and Rob. I kind of had that thought. I kind of had that I want to see Diana King. <laughs> <laughs> Diana King? I call her Deanna King. It's sexy. Oh, yeah. All right. So. Deanna King. Uh, Robert, do you have a, a, a road story for us, brother? Now you want a road story? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Not the one that you're talking about today when you fucking kill us. <clears throat> I got to concentrate on this. Yeah, right. yeah. This, this yeah, turns cool. a little too much. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What else? What are we going to do with ourselves, huh? Well, what we're going to do is we could wrap up this, like, podcast... How long have we been talking? We did pretty good. What is it? Pretty good doesn't mean it means we haven't done. Or we could wrap up this segment. No, we're we're good, man. Did we, you feel that swerve? There's a couple swerves. Not gonna lie to you, Robert. A couple swerves. Right? Don't you feel it? A little bit. A little you bit. You getting ready for Christmas, brother? Uh, it's right around the corner. Hell yeah, man. What are you doing for Christmas? Going to Boston Market. Again? You know what? I'm happy. You don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I am, man. I really am. I'm happy. I'm having a good time. You uh, you seem like you're out of the darkness. I am out of the darkness. I've been there for the whole trip. Holy fuck. You know, I, I hang out with uh, a lot of young people. I think young people have this thing figured out. What thing? I, these millennials, you know how everyone says they're stupid and they're snowflakes and everything? Yeah. I think they're a hundred times smarter than us. Really? They use, they share cars, they share housing, they share everything. They they save money like we don't. They're not cemented into a mortgage. They're not getting married. 
they're having sex with each other if they want, if they don't. They're Snapchat, Snapchatting pictures of their balls all over the fucking place. And meanwhile, we're just... Where's these analog people in a digital world just getting in trouble for saying, right. fuck you, black right. guy, on fucking right. Instagram, right. like right. some right. dumb shit. Getting mad at some president that's a billionaire with a plane. Like, right. They're just living their fucking life. I, I, I finally feel like uh, I'm detached from the new generation. Yeah. I hung in there a long time. You but did. But, like... You're right. With Uber and Lyft and, and the rest of them, these these new these kids today, they're like, why would you ever fucking own a car, you stupid old man? I was talking to this kid, and then and then the dating apps. What? I was talking to this why, girl. I don't think half these people are going to ever settle down. No, I was with this girl. She was 23, and I'm telling the story of you know my marriage and stuff, and she's looking at me like I'm insane, and then. She's like, well, why? Do, I mean, I don't get it. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, why would you like move in with her and like with her other family? Like, I don't get it. Like, wh- um, why does she want your dog? What? what? And I'm like, yeah. the girl doesn't even understand. You know, we were conditioned that this is what you have to do. You gotta fall in love, move to the suburbs, get a fucking job, buy the fucking minivan. And she's like, why would you get a minivan? Why would you sell your Ferrari? You know what I mean? And I'm like, what the fuck? So commitment's going to be very different for these kids. It's unbelievable. Very I, different. Why, I, why, I why would you... I this girl dead in the face. I was like, can we make out? She's like, you mean kissing? I'm like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kissing. She's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, this can't be... It's, it can't be like ringing a doorbell. This is the best thing in the world. But this is how uh, twisted the new generation is. You say, can we kiss, right? Right. She goes, I haven't even shown you my pussy yet. I know. Because well, it starts say, with that. She didn't say that. But if she did, I'd say, well, said it. <laughs> I, I've said it a couple times on the podcast. That's that's a hello today for yeah. these these yeah. uh, these uh, uh, kids. Oh, yeah. It's I've like, seen... here's... I, I've said it many times, but here's my dick. Here's my tits. Right. And then that's how their relationships start. I've got in my DMs uh, in the last year. I'd say I've gotten twenty-five naked girls. Jesus, that have sent it to me without seeing me, without meeting me. That's now crazy. that eclipses the number that I got when I was the, when I was single before sure. I was married, which my number back then was zero. Right. <laughs> well, well, that's the argument. A lot of people our age or our age-ish. Right. We're all different ages in this car, but we're right. more or less within range of each other what we all talk about what uh, what but what robert has a different age he must be because in elf years he <laughs> could be 300 you know they they're forever <laughs> they live 40 times as long as we do how was it being an extra f- on lord of the rings right <laughs> oh he's getting wound up <laughs> here he comes <laughs> i only i only try those lines when i see guardrails <laughs> Because I really had that thought in my head. I'm like, I, I don't know him that well. I don't want to live back in the city, Opie. And it's looking no. like every day so, it's looking more of a, of a reality. I'll say this, though. So our people around our age, whatever, we talk about these kids and like, wow, they, they get, their privacy, what the fuck? Why would you give away? The kids today don't understand that whole privacy thing. Because right. you talk about, well, they're going to regret some of those Facebook posts when they have to go out and get a job. I'm like, no, because by the time they, they're out there getting a job, their bosses and everybody else can understand this right. way of life now. Right. Like, privacy is gone. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to hold on to it because that's all we know. But the millennials I hang out with they, are not on Facebook. They're not on anything. They don't give a fuck about privacy. It's yeah. a whole different world now. Yeah. Robert, you ready for that road story? Sure. All right, Robert's going to tell a road story. 
it's short, but I, uh, you know, working in radio, sometimes you get fired or a gig ends or whatever, and you, you have to go on the beach for a while. You have to sit out. So I was doing one of those, sort of looking at my wounds, and I got in a car one day. I think this is going to be a good story. And I drove, just just started driving out on I-80, out of New Jersey. How straight were you going on a scale of 1 to 0? I'm an excellent driver. I have a clean record. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm just sort of in the zone, and I, uh, I don't know how many hours later it was, 12, I guess. I look up, and i basically driven all the way through New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and I'm in Ohio. Without even blinking, you know, you just sort of locked into that. So I realized okay. I, I gotta, I gotta pull over now, right? I kind of get out of the zone. <laughs> and I pull over to this. Uh, uh, play some coke music. Oh, Black Betty. <laughs> pull over Where to this roadhouse. <laughs> On your home of rock and roll. Nice. Uh, and I pull over and you know get a night at this motel and I go across the street to this you know roadhouse bar kind of thing, and uh, I'm eating and I'm drinking and. You know, there's a local girl. All right. We start chatting. Um, and all of a sudden, she she's like passing through too. She was going to Cincinnati. Uh, she spent the, I spent the night with her. And we went to, I took her to Cincinnati. And we had a nice, you know. Um, Did you give her a hickey on her Adam's apple? <laughs> <laughs> she was shorter than me. <laughs> Joey, type it in. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. <laughs> But it was a nice, you know, unplanned, uh, never saw her again, just in and out, you know? Uh, and then I turned around a couple days later and drove all the way back to Jersey. And, uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes... Like a, for all the truckers out there, that is a lot lizard story in disguise. <laughs> so you gave her a ride to Cincinnati? I did. I gave her a ride to Cincinnati. That's funny. Did, oh. you, what, did she have morning boner? <laughs> it was a woman. He, he picked up Pete Rose. <laughs> Marty was March shot. Des Rose. Oh my god. I don't know if it was worth taking my seatbelt oh, off. Oh no, man. I got a better story than that. That's, that's a good story. Uh, Alright, we're gonna uh, One time I was driving, yeah, lost my job. You know how that happens yeah, in radio. Then I had to drive. I drove to Ohio, I banged some dude. <laughs> And it wasn't gay because it wasn't in my state. <laughs> 500 mile gay rule. <laughs> uh, it would be questionable if I was still in Pennsylvania. He took but I was little, in Ohio. He took my little baby crock and shoved it right up my butt. <laughs> it's not gay if you don't push back. It's not gay if I'm not crying. <laughs> it's not gay if you're on crystal meth. <laughs> exactly. Because I drove through three states at 100 miles an hour in my PT Cruiser <laughs> that's painted pink because I won the awards for Mary Kay. <laughs> I won Salesman, Sales Girl of the Year at Mary Kay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting vicious back here. I'm like a cage type. <laughs> We're getting punch drunk. <laughs> God, I love this Rochester trip. Uh, we have fun. We have fun. You know what? Um, <coughs> well, we should do something here. I don't know. I need to, I need to pull over and have a smoke. Yeah, we got. We need to get a smoke in uh, there, uh, Robert. Okay. I don't smoke ciggies. Why not? I never got into it. 
I tried. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I tried buy like those, any other. I'm uh, gonna buy one of those jewels and I'm gonna quit smoking. Yeah. And maybe for next year, I'm gonna. I'm, do you think I can go dry for a year? Do you think that's even possible? Dry on what? Alcohol. For a whole year? Yeah. See, I'll, real moment. Yeah. Why were we having fake moments? If I'm telling you the truth. No, because we, we're we're goofy. Right. Real moment. You have the type of personality that you could easily do that. I there think. are some people that they're better off drinking. <laughs> They're better off You know what I'm saying right. You have the personality that You don't need that Yeah I'm the same right It's not like I I, I do get aggressive though There are t- there are t- The other day there are The other day You know what's happening to me all can, I, can I tell the Gephardt story What story is and that And then you tell what What, what I do at Gephardt No cause it I, I've said this I've known you for I don't know Four or five years now Um I really can't tell when you're drunk. Oh, you can now. Ever since I lost a lot of weight, really, I'm starting to I'm starting to get that switch that I didn't have since I was a kid. When you get wordy on your stories when you're drunk, yeah, no, 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 I get wordy with stupid. But then me and Joey, uh, we fix you up nice. The other day, nice I, in the edit. The other day, I'm, with a, I'm the other day I'm with a girl, like my friend, like we're like besties. You know what I mean? What are you looking at? The fucking tour bus that's two feet off to our left. Oh, Rubbing is racing. We got Cole Trickle on behind the wheel. <laughs> Hit Willie, the pace car. Willie Nelson just passed us on the left. Oh, my God. He did the sign of the cross when he saw oh, us. <laughs> that, that's a that's a band's bus. Yeah, that is. Those Unmarked. Are, that's usually uh, the first sign. Yeah, but, the but anyway, the other day, I heard you. Go ahead. The other day I was at this girl. We, we joke around about dating or whatever, whatever. And I was drinking all day. And uh, I decided at one point, I said, all right, that's it. Grabbed her and mauled her. Right. I mean, she was we were, uh, she was great with it. Right. But I'm like, that's not. It, it set off a chain of events that I didn't want. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm starting to realize, like, maybe I'm getting to that point. Is that possible? It's possible. I'm very self-aware. That's what's kept me alive this long. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm one of those people that have my conversations with myself. Like, you're fucking up, bro. You know what I mean? You're getting weird. Right. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that level of saturation. Is that possible? It happens to the best of them, of course. I am the best. Don't. I will tell you the get part story. The picture. Can I tell the picture story? I don't remember the picture story, so go ahead. No, I told you, though. No, you just showed me the picture. Like, can I post this? No. Yeah, that's what. That's oh, the story I yeah. want to tell. So we're at get parts. It's uh, a funny picture. It's a great picture. But it was shocking because I don't remember it. That was the the episode where, you know, Sherrod drilled me at the end of the episode. But um, we had a few. We turned that into a, a, a two-parter. The first part was uh, pretty good. And then the second part, the wheels were off. And I'm like, you know what? I think people would like to hear us with the wheels off. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? So after that whole uh, get parts, uh, Jesus, it's getting foggy. How's he in fog? You think he can't be better than he is in clear, right? <laughs> you know what? Let's... Wow, it's really foggy. Oh, I love this. All right, anyway. Um, so we do the Get Parts uh, podcast. Uh, both parts came out very well. I, uh, people seem to like them. And then we're near the bathroom. And Carl goes, come in here. I'm like, awkward. <laughs> so I go in the Get Parts uh, uh, bathroom with Carl. And Carl goes, I want to take a picture. So, I don't remember that So he, he he drops his pants and sits on the fucking toilet and says, take my picture. I'm laughing my ass off. It's a hilarious picture, by the way. 
and I go, and we took, we take the picture, and then I forget about it, and then uh, the next day I'm in my apartment and I'm going through my phone and go, holy shit, I took that picture with Carl in the bathroom. Right. So, I just assume if you said take this picture, I could post it. Yeah. But something in me said, well, I should, uh, I, you should check with Carl. What made you say that? Losing millions of dollars. In the <laughs> Wow, the, the visibility is really bad. Yeah, I just want to say, I love you, Mom. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, continue, Robert. <laughs> ah, knowing Robert's going to be the last car in a 100-car pileup. Yeah, this is how they happen. Jesus, slow down. We we're slow. In, all right, we're in no we're hurry. Below the speed limit. I mean, the, the visibility is no more than 100 feet right now as we're on our way to Rochester. So I, uh, I text Carl. I go, hey, man, just checking. Can I post this picture? And I sent the picture of you sitting on the toilet. All of a sudden, within a split second, no, you can't post this picture. And then you're like, when the fuck did that happen? That's the thing. I didn't remember it. So you blacked out. I was blacked out. But I could still function. Isn't that weird? Well, that's what I wanted to say because we were talking about the the podcast we just did at Get Parts and we were pretty happy with it. And I was asking about the charade stuff at the end and should we keep it in and blah, blah, blah. And you were totally in the conversation with me. I don't remember. I don't even remember that podcast, the the last 30 minutes of it. Really? That's when the switch went off, I guess. Wow. But I have a very advanced autopilot. One of the best in the business. Yeah. Yeah, I was very surprised that you don't remember. But it's starting to get away from me. It might be time for a change. All right. I mean, I'm not going to eat salad or anything, but, you know. What's wrong with a good salad? A lot of things, Opie. (laughs) You could die. (laughs) Romaine will fucking kill you dead. You know what? Love him or hate him, Trump was a rock star. In the middle of that whole uh, Romaine scare, he was eating Romaine. (laughs) (laughs) Was he? Yes, he was. (laughs) Wasn't that around Thanksgiving? Yeah. And I think he was in uh, down there in Margo. Mary Largo. Yeah, thank you. Mary Largo. Mary Largo. And, uh, you know, they, they put out what he ate for uh, Thanksgiving, and it was romaine lettuce. <laughs> he's, he's so he's, sober. He's such a dick. He is such a dick. <laughs> he truly believes none of that shit will take him out. Huh? He believes that none he of that shit will take him out. Yeah. All right. We're going right. to, uh, I don't know, this either ends oh, the podcast. It's clearing up. Clearing up. Look. Oh, good. Look at that. Look at I could see clearly now. Robert's not going to kill us. We're, uh, I think we're going to take a little smoke break for Carl. Yeah. Uh, look at the time left on this podcast. You'll know if we're coming back or not. <laughs> <laughs> we might come back. I don't know. Well, you know what? Just in case, because Robert's still driving, I'd like to sign off and say thank you to all our fans. I have. I feel very Rishi Valensy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we might continue this podcast. And if we don't? Do me a favor, Joey. Cue La Bamba. I think Lou Diamond Phillips was better than the actual Richie Valens. What do you think about that? He's way better looking. Oh, he's a dreamboat. Lou Diamond Phillips. Good looking dude. He lost his chick to a lesbian, though. Right, Robert? His wife, his wife turned while he was married, right? That was the dude, right? That's the best thing that could ever happen to you. And who'd she end up with? Uh, Melissa Etheridge? Is that whole that whole story? That Is that the, the one that does? Yeah. The, uh, Cypher, I think her name was. But I, that's not who she's with now. Melissa Etheridge is But that's, yeah, they were together. Yeah, so... That's the one that does the Heart, Perp, the heart Puppy song? Yeah. No, that's, that's Sarah McLachlan. Same thing. On your home of rock and roll. <laughs> oh, Vic Henley's spinning right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That kid is so goddamn stupid. No, Luke Diamond, Luke Diamond Phillips... Lost his wife 
to Mel Melissa Etheridge. And then, are, w were they together when they used David Crosby's uh, sperm to have a kid? Yes. Yes, they were. They were together. David Crosby's the surrogate father, or the sperm donor, not a surrogate father, the sperm donor for their kids. How crazy is that? These people are, should be in prison. <laughs> These celebrities are so nuts, man. <laughs> They're insane. They're insane. Right? Like, don't they do crazy shit all fucking day? Why would you... Uh, someone's got to say it. Why would you look at David Crosby and go, Yeah, I, I need his sperm to have a kid. Now, I would... You got to look at David Crosby when he was in his 20s and 30s. He was a very handsome man. And he's very talented. He's a great singer-songwriter. So why would you want those genes? Yeah, that Cincinnati story makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> Says the guy that looks like David Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's going to look like fucking RoboCop. <laughs> oh, my God. He just, he just hit the gas. Oh, oh, no. oh, my God. Uh, I'll show you. Burr, burr, burr. I'll show you. <laughs> I love that dude in Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, Joey. Joey, take it away for let's, now. Uh, let's go to the hotline. Right? Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Joey will figure out something. You want here. me to mimic a call? Yeah. On the hotline? Got yeah. you, do, do you do Joey, and then I'll do a call. Let's go to the OP. What is it called, Robert? The OP Radio Rant Line. The yeah. OP Radio Rant Line. That's not. He doesn't. He does more than that. I don't know what he does. Come on, you have to do like Joey does. Like, all right, guys. Right? Like, do this all. Come on. Well, that was a hell of a podcast. As the boys pull into Rochester, let's go to the OP Radio Rant Line. Hey, hey, oh, Carl from Cincinnati. I used to bang Robert. I just want to say I've been listening to you since before you were on the radio. And this is the best Opie ever. You sound so happy and stuff. And Mike sucks. Stop peeing on people. <laughs> I love the phone calls we get. Oh, congratulations to uh, what? To Mike, yeah. he's got engaged. Yeah, he got engaged. That's a fucking mistake if I've ever heard one. Why? Why? Why buy the cow? The milk is coming out all over the place. I don't know. I, I, I may be cheating. I may not be the one to be. You know, believe it or not, people could get married and be happy. Impossible. I don't think anybody's happily married. I think people are happily complacent. Whoa! What about me? I don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you seem happy, but I think I, I don't think there's a lot of uh, married couples out there that are. Well, okay, so yeah, there's always an exception to the rule. You actually seem very in love. You all the time. You're like, oh, what do you? I'd love to show. You know, you do that. It shows me that you actually love your wife, which blows my mind. You actually care to like share things with her. Like we're like somewhere like, oh, Linz would love this. I'm behind you, like, great. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that shows that you're you're, you're actually. Yeah, we're good. And you're really good. You're really in love with your kids, which is nice. Thank you, sir. That's nice. But, but most relationships that I see, and I'm around a lot of them, that people aren't happy. Well, because they settled. But you know what's funny? You got to take your time with that shit. Just because the sex is good, or or. But you're thinking about it as a guy. I I look at it as women. I talk to a lot more women than I do men, obviously, because <laughs> uh, I really don't care about dudes. But a lot of the women that I know are very unhappy because they've been coached they're still part of this old generation where they're a coach that they had to get married and they had to do this 
and they have careers and they have all this shit. They give up a lot. They give up their body. They give up their job. They give up everything. And then the dude just turns into like Peter from Family Guy, like after fucking three years. <laughs> and he wants to have a man cave and he barely touches her. You know what I mean? And she's just fucking coming out of the gym looking dope. And he's just fucking in his fucking George flannel from Walmart, complaining. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, that's how I, because trust me, you know, I, I, I service a lot of these needs. <laughs> I, I like your angle on this. You yeah. never you never hear the female point of view on that. Like, they give up a I lot. Like, I like that. Like, the dude's like, dude, I can't believe I watch football. She's like, I fucking carried 20 pounds of human for you. You know what I mean? Like, when you tap into these women's unhappiness, it's unfucking believable have you ever been in a kibitz like when they all get together oh my god you give a couple fucking jugs of sangria yeah the shit and they all it's the same thing like the dude you know girls like oh my wife looks different she does how about you brah <laughs> you're looking crazy you gotta, you gotta try to keep yourself together too you gotta you gotta look good bro I work hard man you do I work hard to try to keep my shit together well, you look good I, I mean try man Fuck! You can't just—you can't take any of that shit for granted. Yeah, at all. Girls, girls, remember one thing that I learned in, in my 43 years of, lo- of living: girls look around as much as we do, or even more. They're just sneakier about it. They are the sneakiest. They're—they're they're, they're uh, the sneakiest mammal in they the don't kingdom. Gawk. What? They don't gawk. They don't stare. They're—they like what Carl was saying. They, they're very careful, st- surgical, strategic, or stealth. Maybe they don't stare at Robert, but I've, I've had a couple. I've oh, had a, he's giving you the finger. I, he told me I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucked with Robert. He's right. Girls, girls will give you a glance. I've I've seen girls know that I'm somewhere, and I, and I know they're somewhere, and they they're just the slickest machines I've ever seen. I, I, I a lot of the things that I do, I've learned from female tactics. Right. I mean, I you know, they're unbelievable. They look as much as I do. And it's unbelievable. And every day, women... That's a surprise to me that, that women are looking around just as much as uh, men are. Or even more. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's unbelievable. Oh. One thing that I've learned, just talking to them, because I actually talk to them. You know what I mean? And I, and I talk to a lot of divorcees, and they are ready to go. They're in there. They're in there. At our age, they're in our sexual prime. I'm on my decline. <laughs> I'm on the ropes fucking throwing haymakers trying to get, trying to get this thing under control. You know, they're coming at me like a fucking panther. <laughs> I'm throwing fucking everything I got into it. <laughs> I'm on the ropes and got on a full Nelson, just like no mas, Roberto Duran. I'm good. Can we please go to Starbucks and get a little coffee poo? I'm fucking exhausted with you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm like, you don't want to watch a weed, like a weed something or nothing? Like, right. It's crazy. I mean, just look at that when that book came out, Fifty Shades of Grey. These fucking girls were eating that shit up like candy. It was unbelievable, and they were and they talked to each other about it, and, uh, and the whole book was this, this guy just great sex, punching a donkey, punching this fucking girl all over the apartment, <laughs> and they couldn't get enough of it. I avoided that shit. And uh, I bet you everybody around you did. <laughs> well, the movie did great, right? Everything did great. Even the fucking, even the, the Fifty Shades of Grey fucking bathroom candles they were selling at Bed Bath and Beyond did great. Yeah, they, that franchise made a fortune. What? It was like Disney for a horny fucking Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the coffee stains. Oh my God, Jesus! You look like Danny DeVito in Taxi. 
<laughs> what a fucking mess. It's so dumpy right now. <laughs> All right, we're we're going to pull over and get a cigarette. We might continue. We might not. Uh, it's really going to be up to Joey to figure all this out. Oh, shit. Uh, we're Syracuse, bro. Joey, uh, yeah, take it away. Okay, now to the contrary of what Carl thinks I say after Greg throws it to me. All right, guys. I usually say, so there it is. Or simply, thanks, Greg. But today, I'd like to commend our Robert for getting the boys to Rochester in one piece. And now let's take a call at 888-505-OPIE. OPIE, Carl, Joey, Mike, this is Steven from Knoxville, Tennessee. Just want to say thank you guys for the great entertainment that you have given us this year as listeners. I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I can't wait to see what 2019 brings to Opie's podcast. Thanks again, guys. Thank you, Steve. Well, we still have to end this year with a visit to Opie's Obi-Wan, Brother Wheeze. And then we'll take a small break on Christmas and New Year's just so you don't get caught off guard. But before that, a shout out to Travis from Longville at T underscore from Longville. He's getting married this week. Yeah, dead man walking. No, seriously. All the best to you and your bride, Travis. We look forward to a few wedding pictures on Twitter. And may your lives be like a loaf of Italian bread, long and full of dough. And thanks for the kind words on my roll, brother. I appreciate that. Don't forget to subscribe to OB Radio, rate us five stars, and leave a comment at Apple Podcasts. Visit obradio.com for a hat or t-shirt. And until next time, thanks for listening to the Westwood One Podcast Network's OB Radio. The Westwood One Podcast Network. The Jim Ross Report. The difference in TV 14 and PG is so minor. Stone Cold, The Rock, all these cats, they'd be just as successful. John Cena and PG as they would be in, in uh, the Attitude Era. So I think it's all about presentation, but the skill level, the talent level has got to be increased. The Jim Ross Report. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free, Free. from the Westwood One Podcast Network.